Um, but for Netflix, you know, again, we're mostly focused on how do we do entertainment that you feel like you got to watch and, you know, stay up late at night. doing your own movies for a couple years, you're ramping up now. I read uh, you're going to spend about $400 million on four movies that are coming out this year, okay. give or take. You can never believe what you read. Sometimes. Um, Um, you know, what, what we're really focused on is how do we push the creative boundaries um, and doing shows that uh, bring people together, are exciting, sometimes they polarize people. Hi, I'm Pat, and you're about to listen to the season finale of the How Original Podcast, the only podcast solely devoted to Netflix original movies. I'm George. And we hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoyed making it. <laughs> so we're going to do the extremely cursed Kissing Booth 3 today, which uh, I would say was a real struggle to watch. Uh, yeah, this is a tough watch, man. Like, we, we both watched it around the same time, like, independent of each other on Friday night. It honestly ended my night. Like, I went to bed so fucking early on Friday. Like, the earliest I have in years. I was just defeated. It almost ended my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it was almost our last night on Earth. <laughs> we almost bud wired after that. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. But before we do that, we do have some segments, some topics of conversation. We actually made kind of a run of show, I would say, in a way that we probably haven't done since our pilot when we tried hard and stressed about things. Uh, yeah, you guys have a real treat for you in store for you today. For you today, <laughs> for you. It's gonna it's be also sick. for you. <laughs> it's gonna be sick. This is the season finale. Big things coming. Watch this face. Yeah. <laughs> Graphic designers being like big things coming, and then they just print on Gildan tea. Um, that's a, a fun design meme for you guys. So. We're going to talk about the infamous New York Times article that multiple people have sent me and maybe sent you as well. Would you date a podcast, bro? But before we do that, I've been teasing this. I have a surprise for you that I'd like to tell you about. I can't wait, man. So what are you doing on April 25th? Huh. It's a Tuesday. Uh, so maybe you're going to work. I might be going to work. Very mm. likely I'm going to work April 25th. Mm. Yeah, nothing really uh, jumps out. Okay, well, I think I would I'm free. Say, I'm free April 25th. I would say don't make any plans on April 25th <laughs> that you're not prepared to walk away from immediately. <laughs> okay. The reason being, unbeknownst to you, yesterday morning as I was having my coffee and breakfast, I signed us up for the Spotify Labs sessions that they're doing <laughs> in Los Angeles. <laughs> what? So, you know, I'm sure they have many applicants, so no guarantees that will be picked. It's, I suppose, possible um dude so have you heard about the spotify labs do you know what these are um i think i joked with you on uh over text like is that where covid came from was, that, <laughs> was it a spotify lab leak we're going to hopefully create something far more toxic than the novel coronavirus <laughs> we thought it came from the spotify wet market but it turns out it was it was from the lab <laughs> spotify is going to look at what we produce in the lab and be like we can never leak this so 
I, it's, I, I legitimately did not expect this. I thought, because he told me he had a surprise <laughs> for me on pod. I thought this would be regarding the Post Malone shirt that you inquired about on Reddit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Real quick, uh, I asked in the wrong place. I was supposed to ask in like a sticky thread that's full of IDs, and I just didn't end up doing that. So we never got an answer. Oh. So my thing was quickly locked down. Like a moderator said, like, hey, ask in this thread. Oh, okay. And I forgot to follow up. A moderator quickly shut you down. <laughs> I, my voice was suppressed. But uh, yeah, so the Spotify Labs, basically, they're giving studio space and like instruction to kind of up and coming podcasters. And for some reason, all the sessions are on Tuesday. Okay. Which, I don't know, maybe the best day of the week to pod. Who knows? But they're doing them in LA, New York, and London. I figured since we're based in the PNW, easiest just for us to go down the West Coast. Uh-huh. So yeah. Maybe be prepared to call out of work on the 25th if we get the head nod. <laughs> and it was super easy to sign up. There were only like a few questions they asked. Yes. Um, and they also let you apply if you don't even have a podcast, wow. which is insane. Because at first I'm like, oh, it's probably going to be such a rigorous <laughs> application. Like, you know, and then it's like, oh, wait, we have a podcast. People <laughs> listen to it. We have 12, well, now 13 episodes. I'm like, we're miles ahead of somebody who's like, I'm thinking about a podcast. Like, why would they even let you apply if you've never potted? Dude, now I'm scared. We might be overqualified for the job. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say, so I think the fact that we have an existing podcast that we can clearly put out speaks in our favor. Now, I was looking at photos of previous lab participants. <laughs> I will say perhaps a little more diverse than we are. <laughs> Or at least the ones they've chosen to showcase on their website. And like one of their disclaimers is like, oh, we're going to give you like professional studio space and you can produce your content here. But then we'll right. also make content about your content. Okay. Like the inception of it. I think it would be very funny if we ended up going and then they're like, oh, we can't use any content of you guys. You are not the face <laughs> of the brand. You're just getting, we're not posting a cute little Polaroid of you on the website. Like... <laughs> You guys need to go. We want to forget this ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> and I also think it would, I, I'm just obsessed with the idea of like kicking back in one of the Spotify chairs with like the full Dr. Fraser Crane setup and just like hitting a blunt one time in the studio, <laughs> <laughs> which I can almost guarantee they're not going to let us do. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say that um, uh, Spotify, yeah, because they've done a rebrand recently, and you had yes. some some takes on the rebrand. Yeah, so the rebrand, I think, is whack as hell. So now on my phone, and your phone too, and everyone's phone, everyone who's a podcaster, uh, is no longer Anchor, which has, like, they had a purple logo with kind of a yellow squiggle. And it was, own, it still is owned by Spotify, but it's like a whole separate kind of entity. Now, it's like a bizarro evil version of the Spotify logo, where it's like a purple and black color scheme as opposed to green and black. But it's the exact same shit. And it's called Podcasters. Like the Spider-Man 3 Venom suit. <laughs> yeah, or like in Smash Bros, you know, when you press Y to like change your color scheme. Yes, yes. So you're like purple Donkey Kong instead of regular. Or you're wearing less clothes, like if you're playing Samus. Right, right. And of course, you always try to like remove as much clothing as possible from from any, from any Nintendo characters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a bit of a digression, but I was looking at the backstory of the Ice Climbers recently. Okay. When uh, Tell me about Trent it. and I were playing the other weekend. Tell me well, about the Ice Climbers. So I guess the, the inventor, <laughs> or wait, not the inventor, the creator of the Ice Climbers has never said what their uh, relationship to each other is, but it's, they're supposed to be like platonic friends. Oh, they're not lovers. But then 
the sex pervert who made Smash Bros is like, no, I envision them as lovers. <laughs> Those pickaxes? Those yeah. are not for climbing Cause, mountains. Because I was I was playing with Trenton and uh, our buddy, Sean, who's Trenton's roommate. Shout out to both of them. And I, just in the middle of the game, apropos of nothing, I'm like, so what's the deal with the ice climbers? Do they fuck each other or what? <laughs> and then I had to do some research. So anyway, imagine us having this, you know, intellectual conversation, but in a Spotify lab. Do you think people have these conversations about, like, your and my relationship? Like, <laughs> Probably. Are we? Are they just co-hosts, or what's the deal? They're, they're DMing Reed Hastings, being like, what are these guys' relationships to each other? They're DMing Garth. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, we'll, uh, we actually have a message from Garth that we'll play a little bit later. Oh, we do? And we do have... Our manager. We do, yeah. Wow. We uh, he's been a bit AWOL. We haven't heard a lot from him recently. No, but, okay. You know, have you heard the message yet? No, I haven't. Okay, I'm uh, we actually have a trepidation. couple messages that I haven't heard, and we're going to uh, have your life partner on the pod in a little bit as well. So we're doing all sorts of shit today. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'll keep you posted about the Spotify Labs. Again, I'd be very surprised if we're accepted, but then it's like, there's no reason we couldn't be. <laughs> No, I, I don't think so. Uh, we did get a blue notification <laughs> once uh, on one of our episodes, like a right. for COVID misinformation but that we put out. That could hurt. It, that could hurt our resume a little bit, I think. Uh, now I'm trying to remember what we even said in that episode. I feel like we didn't say anything too problematic, although Spotify, uh, yeah, well... Well, we'll see. What are you going to do? We're just a couple of, what do we know? We're a couple of podcast bros. Yeah, which, great segue, George. We're Thank so you. good at this now. Uh, so the infamous New York Times article entitled, Would You Date a Podcast Bro? Uh, subheader, their reputations have caught up with them. So <laughs> Have they? <laughs> yeah, first of all, in what world? Secondly, you pointed out, how do you, how do you describe the stock image they used for this article? Um, <laughs> I describe it as somebody, if somebody had a podcast that was, uh, being recorded in the Black Lodge from Twin Peaks. It's like such a liminal space. It's a microphone kind of in the foreground and then just a plain red background. <laughs> so it's like somebody's podcasting in hell. It's so crazy. Uh, so can I read the first couple of paragraphs? Yes. Yeah, I, think you, I think you should. To Zane Robertson, a student at California State University, Northridge, was approaching one year of on-again, off-again dating with a coworker when she came to a realization she would eventually announce to her followers on Twitter. My biggest mistake in life so far was dating a man with a podcast. Miss Robertson, 24, began seeing him on December 2021. He was 35 at the time and had dreams of being a social media influencer, she recalled. They both worked at an Amazon warehouse near her home in Lancaster, California. The quote-unquote situationship, as she aptly called it, was quote-unquote very embarrassing, but she continued to date him until January this year. Damn. I knew he had a podcast, but I had never listened to it, she said. I was like, okay, I like this man. I'm already ignoring his social media presence. I'm just going to forget he has a podcast. Okay. Things were fine when they were together, so long as Miss Robertson didn't think about his extracurriculars. <laughs> until one day, he sent her a link to his show, inviting her to listen and share her thoughts. What she heard turned her off hmm. for miss robertson it wasn't just the content of the man's podcast but that he had one at all like many other women she associates a form with a certain kind of man one who is endlessly fascinated by his own opinions loves the sound of his own voice and isn't the least bit shy about offering unsolicited opinions 
on masculinity, sexuality, and women. It'd be crazy to do all that stuff. We would never. First of all, clearly this guy. Spotify, we would never do this. Please have us. <laughs> Listen, this guy bagged you. Yeah. What do you have to say about his opinions on sexuality? Well, clearly he's doing something right. Yes, clearly. He's the, fucking you, isn't Clearly he? <laughs> the dick game is good enough. So, so many things about this intro to the article bother me. Yes. They never say what the podcast is about or what she actually found objectionable. Um, also. <laughs> also, okay. The fact that she calls us unsolicited opinions on masculinity, sexuality, and women. It's like, yeah, all podcasts are unsolicited. <laughs> yeah. Every That's podcast, kind of the whole thing. Every podcast when you press play is kind of unsolicited, <laughs> right? <laughs> Unless it's like an MP4 file somebody specifically made for you as one person, which is also disturbing. Right, right. <laughs> Unless it's some sort of speed situation where it's like... <laughs> You have to keep listening to my podcast or else like this bomb is going to go off. Which is what I tell all my friends and family at this point. <laughs> okay, so a few things jumped out at me. She's 24. She meets a 35-year-old co-worker. Um, how do I say this? Not to disparage working at an Amazon warehouse. You know, viable career option if you like. It's not the greatest, probably. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There were probably situationship. So it's undefined. They're like fucking on and off. It sounds as if she perhaps wanted something more and he didn't. Yes. I, how, how is the podcast relevant here at all? There's so many other things working against them. I have a lot to say about the situation shit. And this, this word just gets me riled up. Dude. Sorry, if I can just jump in with one last thing and then you yes. go off about the situation shit. He was 35 at the time and had dreams of being a social media influencer. A straight 35-year-old man thinks he's going to be a social media influencer. Dog, ain't nobody trying to be influenced by your geriatric ass. You might as well be 100. In fact, you'd have a better chance if you were 100. Uh, it made me think of that Eminem line where he disses Moby when he's like, you're too old, let go, it's over. Now, you're in the prime of your life as far as podcasting goes, but nobody is going to be influenced by you, quote unquote. No, like, no, no. Damn, you're 35 working in a warehouse and you're like, I'm one fit pick away from flowing off. <laughs> Truly twisted. So uh I wanna yeah. I wanna I wanna talk about the situation. Yeah, ship. Go off. So you guys on pod, if you're a longtime loyalist, have heard me <laughs> go off about athleisure terms such mm. as athleisure, lived experience, nonsense buzzwords that get blown up through social media that have nothing to add to any sort of discourse we already have Truly. words for all these things um what's with the fucking goofy portmanteaus man situationship <laughs> i mean just call it whatever a physical relationship we've had these sorts of things for or like they were hooking up or whatever. You, know, you know for decades right yeah. these, these terms have existed yeah you're hooking up why do you feel the need to create some silly like some cute portmanteau for <laughs> Every little thing, man. New York Times. Yeah, the, the failing New York Times. So also, it's like, okay, so she's allowed to have Twitter and say all this stuff, but somehow the idea he has a podcast is, like, unacceptable. I, it just drives me crazy that we're set up to expect, like, it to be this horrible thing where he's spewing all these misogynistic views. And I was like, I think if that was actually the case, the article would belabor that point. So, like, I don't know. He, maybe he has a podcast about Amazon Prime Originals. <laughs> like, uh, right. And also, if you're working with this man, you've been hooking up with him and fucking him for whatever period of time, you would know generally what his viewpoints and stances are on things, and you'd be fine with it. So I don't think this podcast would be like insight into like, oh, I never knew this side of him. It's like, 
even if he's saying horrible stuff on pod, I think that horrible side would have come out at some point. That, that's the right. thing. So, so this article is very much anti like men, men <laughs> and two bros having a podcast yeah. and like shooting the shit, which is like, you're trying to tell me that you get a couple of broads together yeah. on a pod. They're not going to get have just you ever heard to complete caveman behavior. Have like, you ever heard the call her daddy podcast? Yeah, Literally like, like, like yeah, you think you get two women on a pod? They're not going to revert to gender normative shit, bullshit, just like men do? Like, absolutely they are. Right, and also the assumption, like, yeah, there are plenty of female podcast creators, and yeah, there are all types of people putting out podcasts because there's so little barrier to entry. It's like all sorts of permutations of hosts exist. Right. It just so happens that we're two white cishet men, <laughs> uh, which, again, really hampers our branding. This is our situationship. There's this nothing our... we can do about it. <laughs> it's our situationship, man. <laughs> we have to act shocked and appalled on Twitter when it doesn't go well. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, the rest of the article goes on to also interview um, some men who are involved in podcasting in various facets. Uh, in every facet, Tyree Rush, a 29-year-old podcast producer in Atlanta, said he makes it a point not to list his profession on his dating app profiles. Instead, he usually says he works in digital media. Also, this guy claims that he used to make podcasts for NPR, which is like, yeah, completely tracks this soy boy behavior. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, I'm going to create some weird euphemism for what I actually do so that I don't like yeah. offend anybody. I'm so embarrassed to have a pod. Yeah, and it's like the vast majority of podcast content being put out is not like hateful or problematic. It's like, I don't know, do you not tell people you have Twitter or Reddit because some freaks have infested those platforms and are saying a lot of shit? It's Great like, point, yeah. Yeah, it, hashtag not all podcasters. <laughs> it's very funny. He, so he says he went on a date in Chicago and I said that I do digital strategy at first, he recalled in an interview. So she kept pressing and I was like, actually, I produce podcasts. Now, maybe it's because I lied and said I did digital strategy uh, that she was not into it. But I also just think when she heard podcasts, it was a cause of concern for her. It's like, maybe don't be a coward and just say what you do. Right. Like, you're not a secret agent. You can divulge this identity. Uh, Mr. Rush <laughs> added that she followed with, don't tell me you're like doing like a Joe Budden podcast or something <laughs> like that, which is very funny. Shout out to Joe Budden. Uh, shout out dude one of the i guess maybe not one of the og podcasters but one of the biggest voices in podcasting probably shout out rory amal too <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i watched one of their uh because they've been doing their own spin-off pod for like a couple years now yeah. i watched one of their like interviews Nah, it doesn't quite hit the same no i gotta really say they're doesn't. not as much of a draw as the insane human that joe button is yes <laughs> um Oh, I, I want to go off of one more detail from the article. Logan Mendoza, 23, is one of four hosts of Sweet Talks, a, po a video podcast on YouTube. He said they often get direct messages from men who enjoy their content, which he described as, quote unquote, mostly guy talk and debate. He said he didn't consider Sweet Talks to be like some of the more offensive shows. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> we're not like them. At the end of the day, you want to entertain the listeners and the viewers. So to do that, you're going to have to say some crazy stuff, said Mr. Mendoza, <laughs> who lives in Orange, Con Orange County, California, the OC. Uh, sometimes we'll say stuff, but we don't really fall in line with it. Mm. Sometimes we'll disagree on a topic just to have that argument with each other on the podcast, have different points of view. Hmm. Which, 
Fuck you, Logan Mendoza. Everything I've said on this podcast, I've meant it. <laughs> I can only speak for myself, but yeah, I'm not like I'm, I'm not actually Patrick. I loved the Kissing Booth three. <laughs> <laughs> You're like everything I've done has been a character. I feel like Logan is really trying to have his cake and eat it too by yes. like saying some shocking things that will ruffle feathers and yes. then be like, it's just a character I'm playing. It's like, well, right. I don't know. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. I. So I also wanted to bring up, I think there needs to be like a samurai code to podcasting where it's like, I think you need to be able to churn out hundreds of episodes about the same topic just ceaselessly. Yes. And I think you need to stand behind all your hot takes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we wanted to talk about this a little bit on our finale. Are, you know, do, are there any takes that you, so I think every podcaster should get one chance to go back on one take that they've had. Throughout a season of a right, podcast. or a cycle of episodes, a take back every so often. A take back, yes. Um, so, do you have any take backs throughout? You know, we're doing a little little, little retrospective here, um, a little in memoriam for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, do you do you have any <laughs> opinions that you'd like take back? So, I was thinking about this question. I don't have any opinions or statements I made that I would take back. If I could take back anything it would be better audio quality in our pilot episode, yes. which honestly is still our most played episode. And it, I think about it all the time. It drives me off the wall that the audio is so rough, but like so many people have heard it. And I hope people understand like, yeah, the first one, two, five episodes of any podcast are usually, if it's a non-professional thing, usually pretty choppy. Yes. Um, but yeah, I just wish we could have that episode with the audio quality of later episodes because yeah. I, I i am proud of that episode and i think it's some very funny stories get told and everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think it represents well what the show is um i think we we had our formula down pretty early but yeah i just wish we could have better audio quality for that yeah 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 that is a shame that's true but yeah that's that's all i could really think of Right. I, I don't have many regrets. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What about you? Uh, for me, I was thinking about this. I think the one and only opinion now, some of you loyalists may be wondering, is he going to take back his opinion about soccer not being an <laughs> art? Absolutely not. Um, oh, yes. I stick to it. I stick to my guns. Soccer is not an art. Art is a something that makes you feel something or makes you think about something in a different way. Soccer does neither of those things. Well, I think it can make you feel, but I don't know if it's going to change your like worldview. Right. It can make you feel. That's true. That's true. Um, so I am going to say that the only opinion I would take back is uh, I think I think this was episode one too when I <laughs> went on record saying um, I am that montages are good. Oh <laughs> that, yes, yes, that I like montages. I think after having watched the Kissing Booth three, I'm going to go back on that completely and just say. Never mind, montages suck. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're especially having multiple montages in yeah. one movie. It's like there is no goddamn reason we need this many montages. Yeah, no, I agree. I actually, it's yeah. like at that point, you're just stretching thin content beyond the point of breaking to try to like fill a movie. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, what are we doing here? <laughs> what um, are we doing here? Yeah, that's the only opinion I take back. I think, yeah, um. Okay, so that's good. We did that. I was going to say, I had a question. What is your favorite part of being a podcaster and your least favorite part? Okay. In whichever order those those come to you. 
Okay. My favorite part of being a podcaster, I think, is just being able to influence malleable minds, <laughs> having a platform, yeah. being able to influence elections. Right. Yeah. yeah. Being able to disseminate psyops and misinformation, being able to influence elections. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just having a platform for like my toxic opinions yeah. that don't get put out often into the media. Yeah. Mainstream we're being media. funded by uh, the Rothschild family. So. <laughs> <laughs> I would and say, Peter Thiel. I would say that's my favorite part of being a podcaster. Shouts out Jagmeet Singh, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Pharmacare. Let's go. <laughs> Um, if I can jump in, I think my favorite part is having a creative outlet that apparently makes women so mad they need to write terrible articles. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, just, just making women mad that I exist, that I exist and I'm not in like a fucking subterranean dungeon shackled away. Well, you're pretty open about being a podcaster on the I, day I am, as yeah. a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, How, how's that going? <laughs> how'd that go? How's that working out for you? Um, it's worked out fine, to be honest. Yeah. Has that, I, would you say that's been a detriment or a, a net detriment or a mm, net benefit to your dating pool? I would say it's maybe been neutral. Okay. But again, I feel like with the information you choose to share about yourself on dating apps, the more specific you get, it's like the more you can connect with somebody, but also the more people you might um, turn away. Mm. But it's kind of like, are you trying to be all things to all people or are you trying to make more deep connections potentially mm. or click a bit more with people yeah and kind of narrow the pool down right because I'd, I'd rather do that i would say uh-huh uh-huh as opposed to trying to be such a uh such a generalist right yeah so you are so, right so you're <laughs> you're uh, uh you're saying the podcasting narrows the pool a little bit more it does but i think from who's left in that pool they're going to be more interested or like more intrigued interesting yeah. yeah but uh to seriously answer the question i think just i like having a creative outlet where it's pretty spontaneous and there's a very short turnaround between the content creation and then sharing it with people right as opposed to say working on writing projects where you might be laboring solo for mm. months and years and tens of thousands of words and just yeah it's uh it's a bit of a lonely path at times whereas this <laughs> it's very it's very quick we put it out there we don't sit on the content too much and right. refine it for better, for worse. Right. It just goes. The lonely stoners. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, we've freed our minds arguably too much on this podcast. <laughs> um, and then actually I was thinking my least favorite part, which I'm curious what you think about this. And maybe I'm being a dick and I should like be more appreciative. But when people I know will text me things and be like, Oh, so I'm 20 minutes into the new episode. Mm. I got really busy today, but I'm going to finish it tomorrow. Just like this really granular explanation of where people are in the runtime. It's like, uh -huh. I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> like I, and again, don't get me wrong. I really appreciate each and every listener and every listen, but it's like, you don't need to keep me abridged with so much detail. It's like, <laughs> you can do this on your own time. I understand. Like I seldom sit down and listen to a whole podcast front to back. I usually chop it up over a few days or right. maybe different activities throughout the day yeah. again it's like i'm not mad you don't have to like justify it totally yeah i i don't need that much detail yeah yeah <laughs> i guess people feel a responsibility to like someone they know yeah right yeah in a way 
But we, we're just like any podcast, yeah. folks. Don't treat us any different. Don't give us any favoritism. Yeah, no, just just think of us as uh, we could be any two toxic men with a <laughs> platform. <laughs> Recording in the Black Lodge. Yeah, saying that we work in digital media. <laughs> also, somebody told me, like, yeah, I work in digital media. I'd be like, oh, you just don't have a job. Like, yes, that's so that's vague. so vague. Yeah, I feel like half of all jobs now, it's like a facet of digital media like right right I, honestly i would just assume that's a euphemism for something worse yeah than I, I would honestly assume it's and again it's like when you're cagey and not upfront, people assume that the truth is probably worse than what it is yeah so i think there's no shame in being like i'm a producer for different podcasts like yeah also i feel like well I don't know. I'm sure you can get canceled for being a producer if something is truly uh -huh. beyond the pale. But it's like Harvey Weinstein. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm kind of the the Miramax of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, what a crazy article. Damn, it's nuts, dude. <laughs> There's like, okay, I won't say women hate this. There's a very specific subset of women, which were the kinds we saw in the article. I think it just drives me insane that men enjoy anything. <laughs> like, yes. I don't know. Is it a problem that men sit around and have conversations with each other? Like, right. Well, why does that have to bother you so much? Because here's the thing. It, yeah, these, like, <laughs> these are recorded conversations between men. Guess what? These dudes will be having these exact conversations with or without right. that. Yeah. Like, I guess the problem that they have is like these candid conversations are being aired. It's like, yeah, maybe that's not for you then. Right. Yeah. Um, in that case. And like, in but, the, but, but these are still having these conversations. So it's like, it, it's reflecting reality in the same know? way that like, I don't know, a lot of episodes of call or daddy or like guys we fucked or whatever. These like very popular podcasts where it's women talking with each other, probably, I don't know. A lot of men wouldn't be interested in that content and would pass it over. And it's exactly. like, that's totally fine. Yeah. In fact, they may even be offended by it and choose not to listen. But right. it's like, it still has a right to exist. Yeah. I'm not mad it exists. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, we're a very tolerant podcast, I would say. I think so. Despite what people say on the, on the forum. <laughs> um, so we're at 29 minutes. Uh, why don't we take a break and then we may get a special guest on the pod, I think. In yes. This juncture. I, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, okay. And let's, let's try and see things from a female perspective for once. Yes. All right. Uh, be right back with more. <laughs> All right, so we have a very special guest in studio with us. Hi, I'm Amanda. George does State have... State your name for the record. <laughs> George's girlfriend is real. It's not an elaborate fiction. We didn't get a paid actress off Craigslist <laughs> to play the part of Amanda. Or did we? You guys don't know if any of this is real, so... That's true. You're just going off audio. Amanda was clowning us before we started the pod. Like, why are you guys wearing, why are you guys both wearing blazers? Isn't this just audio? <laughs> and I was trying to explain to her the concept of pod fits. I took a picture and I sent it to my mom and she said, you both look dapper. So. Oh, well, thank you, Amanda's mom. That's, Sharon is very, that's Sharon very nice of Sharon to say. Sharon is Karen, man. Sharon is a bit of a Karen. <laughs> oh, I, I meant like caring, like she's caring. <laughs> damn dissing your mom already you you went zero to 100 first of all you're like i don't even want to be on this thing now you're like starting beef with family members totally kidding mom if you're listening i love you <laughs> uh but i was telling amanda right before we started like there have been studies where 
students who dress more formally to take a test end up scoring better, you know? So it's like the idea of if you take this seriously, listeners will sense the sophistication <laughs> and the seriousness that we're bringing. <laughs> this is very serious. We'll get a higher it's mark serious. on this podcast. Yeah, at, at Anchor headquarters when they give us a grade. <laughs> Um, yeah, so thank you for coming on. I just wanted to rattle off a quick few questions and kind of get your feedback. Okay. Okay, so uh, how do you say this has affected you living with a podcaster? You know, <laughs> well, what's that like? Because I live alone. So, you know, living with a podcast. You have to live with yourself every day. <laughs> and it's tough, believe me. <laughs> it does consume a lot more of our time a lot of our date nights have become don't air our dirty dinner. laundry on pod amanda i told you dinner we talked about and this. then a horrible cheesy netflix original damn um, <laughs> a lot of our yeah our sunday nights consist of george's floral notebook taking notes so, so mm. uh yeah i would say um so I, uh, I fully support george but it i can't believe you're doing this right now so it's like, what I'm hearing is that you support him, but it's made him an objectively worse partner and a harder person to live with. Not both words in your bit. mouth, a but... <laughs> Kidding, kind of. Um, and I was also wondering, like, I sent George so many voice notes with ideas for the pod and, like, comments about the pod. Does he play a lot of those? Like, can you... How many voice notes from me have you heard? I feel like, yes, yeah, since starting the pod, I've heard couple more and, and like he sends I, I, me a lot of voice notes well that's too. what i was gonna say it's more so i i hear george talking to himself a lot more which i've later come to realize he's not actually talking to himself he's mm. sending these to someone <laughs> <laughs> he's running bits to the mirror <laughs> having like a taxi driver meltdown in the mirror <laughs> yeah but definitely okay. and i'm not a voice note person i'm a i'm a quick text and gone so th this has been another new avenue of getting used to the the voice note george is in because i do find he talks a little bit differently when he does his voice notes you kind of change oh, the octave of your pitch a little you hmm. seem a little bit more interesting well i'm in the i'm i'm in the cypher as they say. <laughs> <laughs> when i know that recording button's been hit like automatically for full professional like in the cypher you know <laughs> He actually, when we did first move in together, the only other time I would hear George make voice notes was on Sunday morning to his Augie boys. He would do a oh. Sunday Augie news and every Sunday he would, that was the only time he made voice notes. He would send like an, his Augie group a little which message. for i just want to jump in for context that's like your group chat right like yes. that's your crew i would do a sunday morning a sunday augie news we had a theme song okay. and everything that i would do just for the group chat so what i would wake up and the first thing i would do every sunday morning was like record the the sunday augie news <laughs> so let's dive into this a bit would it just be like you summarizing things that have happened like to the friend group in the past week or are you summarizing world events in a way that this friend group would it was more like so, what was being summarized. It was more so, yeah, like world events. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like like be, updates on the Ukraine war. Things like Dow that. Jones is down however many points. Yes. Like just very serious world events. <laughs> yes, yes. That the mainstream, you know, perspective that the mainstream isn't telling you right. often. It's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is the one platform I can't be kicked off of. Because <laughs> I made the WhatsApp group. <laughs> Um, I feel like I had another question or two for you, Amanda. I was going to say, 
if you had to give us a note of feedback based on what you've heard so far, what would that be? And then also, do you have any movies that you really have in mind as like, oh, I would love to see you guys cover this in the future, which I guess oh. could be wrapped up in the feedback as well. And just to clarify, this is not feedback for me as a lover and as <laughs> a partner. Yeah, let's let's keep it to uh, pod parameters. If George is like a shitty guy outside of the pod, that doesn't really affect me. So I don't need to hear that. Like, I can't really help with that. I can only affect the quality of the pod. So yeah, oh, let's put man. some limits on that. <laughs> Oh man, no, I think it's, you guys have been off to a good start. Um, yeah, I would say, I guess for me, I just, I, as you know, I'm not a big movie <laughs> watcher. <laughs> right. I don't. Wait, 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 let's hear a few movies you haven't seen yet. Uh, let's do, let's just do a quick, let's just do a quick, uh, you what know. What do you mean? You're putting me on the spot here because the list is. Let's just, off the top of my head, <laughs> Back to the Future, seen it or, or, or missed it. Indiana Jones, missed seen it, it or missed it. <laughs> Wait, wait, just say seen it when you hear a movie that you've seen. Okay. Jurassic uh, Park. Any uh, James Bond movie ever. Uh, wait, any, none of them? Any, That's like 27 misses. <laughs> I had a very wholesome childhood. <laughs> we would play a lot of Did sports you know? outside. We Damn. had a lot of soccer and glee club practices. Okay. I didn't have time mm. for movie watching. Okay? Huh. Avengers, any of the Avengers Just, movies? No. Any of none of the Avengers movies. No, you know this. <laughs> I think it's important now for the listeners. Me feel just bad. To, uh... Oh man, but yeah, feedback. You guys are doing a pretty good job so far. I mean, yeah, I'm not a cool. huge podcast listener, but I think you cater to a wide variety of <laughs> listeners. Although, as Patrick did tell me before the podcast, you have no non-binary listeners. We're still working so, on it. <laughs> so I don't know. What's so funny cater? about that? We're really upset about that development of, of news. We're yeah, really... we're, we're, we're trying to... There's nothing funny at all. It's... Ideally, our Spotify listens would be a perfect 33% split between male, female, and non-binary. But... <laughs> You know, unfortunately, that's... What is that's, it again? 60, 70% male? You Well, I mean, it fluctuates oh, okay. even day to day. But okay. usually it hovers around two-thirds male, one-third Well, female. that's because people's gender hovers day to day. Right. Know, <laughs> right. Maybe people are adjusting oh, the sliders on Spotify. Oh, we're going down a slippery slope. <laughs> I know. The country is also. Oh. Um, so, uh, actually, we had a question for you, Pat. Oh. Uh, this is... Pretty specific. So yes, okay. well, we thought you'd have an answer for this. Oh, yes. So yesterday we were on a uh, date night. Date night. No Netflix film afterwards, I swear. Just like a real date. <laughs> just a real date. Just yeah. doesn't happen contact. too often anymore. <laughs> okay, okay. Easy. The pitfall of how original podcast. Take it, take it easy. Um, you're the Yoko Ono of how original podcast. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> um, so we uh, went to a pizza place called Via Tavere um, on commercial. And there's a pretty long lineup, even at the, the 4.45 p.m. dinner time that we ended up, you know, <laughs> the uh, much sought after time did hear you, you bashed our, our dinner time last week. Not okay, Patrick. It's a very, re a very reasonable dinner time. If you're like 78 years old living <laughs> in Palm Springs, yes, it would be expected. It's the perfect dinner time, though, because you eat your dinner time, you relax for a little bit, and then you have time for snack time. Right. Snack time so is you the best fit in time. even more. <laughs> you can yeah. fit in two or three rounds of snacks before time to go to bed. A little bit. A little bit. 
So uh, we're waiting outside because uh, I guess this is a pretty popular in place the block was hot as they say it was um, a, hey i was out on commercial too man it was, uh, it was a big night yeah the yeah. block was hot and uh we were waiting for about 30 minutes outside and outside we noticed a advertisement on like a telephone pole mm. um and we looked at it and it was like an advertisement for we hadn't seen this before i don't know if you have it was just like an advertisement for office space i'm assuming for people who like work from home mm. and it's like just come in roll up and it's just like an alternative to like working in a coffee shop. It's just like an office space that you can go into. I'm, right. I'm, like a co-working space mm -hmm. of some nature. Yes. Yeah. And um, on this advertisement, it had listed like several benefits of like working out of this mm. place. Do you remember some of the benefits? Something like hot. So, so, so like there were some normal ones though, right? Like, like, uh, I don't know. It was just like night, quiet space to work, uh, whatever. Like, um, individual cubicles, right. like lots of normal, yeah. you know, things that you would probably look for if you're right. trying to work out of an office space. But then <laughs> there was one that stuck out to us. And we were wondering if you knew about this because we were just, we didn't know what to make of it. I'm so curious where this is going. What, what was it? Hot stones? Hot desks. Oh, hot desks. Yes. Oh. what? So what does this mean? So that it was saying means... one of the benefits but they, but of- But on the picture, it showed- like stones, which I'm assuming are hot stones. Do you okay, that? so I've heard right. hot desks, which I think means you just swap around desks. Like there's no designated. Oh. Like that doesn't, I've heard the term hot desks. Something to do with the layout of the office. It doesn't literally mean heated. However, I don't know why they'd be showing pictures of stones. There were stones in the advertisement, right? There, there were may have There been. was like three stones in the little, yeah, it was a weird. Right. It made it look like a half office, half like spa that you'd be. Huh. Well, it was also a wellness. It was like it was. office space slash wellness. So you can like locale. bang out some spreadsheets and align your chakra at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. Anyway, we were very curious about hot desks and we knew you'd have the answer and you did. And you did. You <laughs> delivered. Yeah. Came, came there we through. go. <laughs> I'm glad I, glad I put that to bed. But yeah, I don't know why they have stones. That's not a normal co-working space thing. <laughs> <laughs> that one's a bit iffy. What if the de what if it literally was hot desks though? Like hot to the touch. <laughs> like you desks. come in from the winter and you like warm yourself over the Yeah. <laughs> and then in the summer they're cool desks. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> would you say that'd be nice? You're you're an office, you know, not yeah. to blow up your spot, but you work out of an office. Yeah, I Is do. that something you would want out of a desk experience? Um Personally, I just would rather have coworkers not fuck around with the temperature of the office because I feel like I'm always fine and then people start fiddling with the mm. dial and it's like, just fucking, ugh, just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, my office is usually a pretty good temperature, so. It's good. It's good to hear. That's important. I, I, in fact, I recently moved seats in my office one seat over, so I'm like, less shoved into a corner and I can like peek my head around the wall and see daylight and like who's coming into the office. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So there's much more situational spot. awareness now. Nice. Yeah, I like it. And was that a thing? Like, did you, were you slow, were you inching your desk a little bit to the right every day? Or like, did you just <laughs> suddenly colonize someone else's space? Uh, like, how did I, you do this? I was how not this a off? colonizer. It was all <laughs> consensual. Uh, my coworker who previously had that spot moved to a different spot. So then it freed that spot up for me. <laughs> because I threatened her over. with violence. <laughs> yeah, <she> because <laughs> I was very demanding. No, no, it wasn't my idea at all. It just happened one day. And I was like, okay, sure. I'll, I'll take your previous spot. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe her desk wasn't hot enough. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't. That's, 
the aura was off. Yeah. Uh, one last question, Amanda. Would it be helpful to you as a listener if we had a shorter theme song? Because I'm thinking of cutting it down to like 15 seconds instead of like 62 seconds like it currently is. I, I think theme song, yes. But I yeah. think break song could be longer. Oh. Because when you take a break, I like... I was ready to, and I mean, I guess the simple solution could be for me to just pause <laughs> the I was, podcast. I was going to say, also, that's kind of on you to sort out. <laughs> but it doesn't make sense. You have such a long theme song, <laughs> and then your break is like a second. Yeah, well, so. the the universe is full of mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> There's some things that may never make sense. <laughs> Before I leave, can I ask can I ask the question that I was talking to you about earlier where you said you think you knew what Patrick's answer was going to be? Yeah, go for you it. You gave an impression? Yeah. Okay, sure. Let's okay. let's go for it. Okay. Um, have you ever been to the shipyards spring slash summer market? Uh the spring summer market. No, I've been to like the little Christmas market they do and that kind of like event space but okay no well is there something happening at the spring summer market that i need to go I check just, out i'm a big instagram girl and so i'm always seeing the, mm. the updates of what's going on in our in our local neighborhoods through instagram <laughs> and i sent to my friends that they the spring and summer market was starting again in the next couple of weeks um but you had a very good impression of <laughs> I whoa i, I want to hear this impression <laughs> yeah okay here's my impression of patrick yeah go all off right. all right because i said i wonder if patrick has been to this since, since I, he I, lives in north van and george said and well, i said i can already tell you what and then i said wow what a market it's the one of the, one of the best markets <laughs> folks everyone's saying it's one of the best markets wow what a market <laughs> It is one of the markets of all time. <laughs> no, I, oh I should gosh. wander down and check that out, though. Okay. <laughs> if, do you think, wait, the spring and summer festival market, do you think it's like some midsummer shit? Like, do you think someone's going to get sacrificed? Do you, think oh. do you think there's a maple, maybe? Like a fertility, do you think it's like a fertility festival? Old people are like jumping off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> off the dock. <laughs> Ten feet down into the water. <laughs> Anything can happen, you never know. That's good. That's good. That 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 because that would mean we have a good harvest this year. Oh, and that's very important. <laughs> you need to sacrifice at least one or two people every year. Because this you, podcast cause... needs to sacrifice one or two people every year. Amanda needs her strawberries. Hey, man. Hey, what do you mean? Are... <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't sign off on that. <laughs> Actually, someone did get sacrificed there. Okay, let's not talk about that. Let's not. Okay, folks. So... Okay, we'll, we'll talk off mic. All right. Thank you very much, Amanda. We we really appreciate your time and your consideration in answering these questions. Thanks, guys. Okay, we are back, and uh, we are so back, folks. <laughs> I wanted to start this off with uh, uh, just addressing some of the haters. Yeah. And uh, a haters lot, will say, dude, haters will say, or haters will ask, why does your podcast have seasons? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a question we get. Yeah, so this is the season finale. Uh, we're gonna, I mean, we're gonna take a week break, probably a week without putting anything out. We may put out some sort of like mini episode and then begin yes. season two in earnest. So yeah. You guys will have to uh, find something to maintain your mental health for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but uh, I wanted to address that. Um, I think it's important for podcasts to uh, take a break, take a week off. Um, I was listening to the new Nas album, the newest Nas album, King's Disease 3. And here's the thing. I, you know, we, we're out here trying to fend off King's Disease. <laughs> we're right now, we're at the top. <laughs> we're at our apex we're about to record in the spotify labs yeah we've we have as many listeners as uh you know we've ever had we've yeah had, we have a record-breaking amount of listeners yeah um truly the number only goes up <laughs> we there's spotify no, don't fact check that <laughs> no signs of stopping it's important to check yourself at you know uh, at intervals and make sure that you don't get the king's disease dude right king's disease for those of you who don't know don't listen to Nas interviews <laughs> about uh, why his album is called i was gonna king's say disease. could you please explain that <laughs> it's just man it's just getting complacent getting mm. complacent um you know uh and not just you know getting out of touch with your fan base often mm. right we don't want to get too big headed. That's no. the thing. Like it's like all this newfound fame that we're encountering and the fortune that we're definitely about to come into. Like, you know, I it's important to just reset and you know, get grounded, I think, get leveled, mm -hmm. get on the level again. I you know, right now we're getting a little too hot. Yeah. We're we're off the level right now. The levels are off and we need you know, we have to stay relatable to the fan base. We have to stay relatable to the loyalists. Because yeah. otherwise, we're, you know, what are we doing? We're just talking here about flying private jets to LA to go to the Spotify Lab. All the Rolexes we're wearing. The Rollies we're wearing. four Rollies at once. Where you're literally wearing Gucci and Fendi. <laughs> yes, <right>. I am. <laughs> That's not a joke. I'm in my finest garments to record this thing. Uh, do you remember in the Kanye Netflix thing when he was talking to his mom and she's like, the giant looks in the mirror and can't see himself. Yes. Yeah, that's... I still don't quite know what that means, but I feel like it's kind of what you were saying, that if you blow up, you lose the ability to self-analyze yes. and to see yourself as you are. And this is what we don't want. So this is why yeah. we're taking a break. We're taking a break for you guys. Yeah, and we're going to implement some changes, um, perhaps doing things like cutting a shorter intro or including timestamps throughout the episode so you can see what topic is discussed at what point in the show um things that will make it more accessible totally um also tangent uh speaking of the giant who looks at himself in the mirror <laughs> who's too tall to see himself in the mirror <laughs> that was like the analogy that the mom gave uh the parable if you will mm -hmm. um <laughs> that reminds me of like when i used to live in my parents house where we did not have a full-length mirror <laughs> and the only time i'd be able to like see my full bodice my full physique wait did you say bodice sure <laughs> okay sure. go on <laughs> sure come at me dude um haters will say <laughs> uh was when i stood like on the edge of the bathtub in the mirror and like angled my view down that I'd be sounds able to, safe i'd be able to see like my full outfit it actually was not i actually fell a couple of times too <laughs> yeah you like ripped your ass open i bet on the bathtub <laughs> sounds dangerous uh so when i moved out with amanda two years ago was like the first time i ever like owned a full-length mirror Whoa. it was game-changing would you say that that's really changed the way you see yourself or did the novelty wear off uh it's been very useful in terms of like fit like fit checks mm. i find um it's made that a lot easier like to see just how my like my shoes are pairing with like my top and things right. like that i never had that luxury before 
Huh. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a concept of doing like a mirror fast where you don't look at your reflection for a certain period of time? I think I've done this to myself. I'm not sure what it's supposed to accomplish, but I've heard the term. I think I've done this to myself, honestly. Huh. Yeah. Inadvertently mirror fasted. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the, uh, the mirror in this room isn't covered. You know, you can see part of yourself in that. Yes, yes. You should get the... Do you remember in True Detective Season 1 when Russ Cole was looking at the tiny little, like, pupil size mirror? Oh, yes. He was doing some sort of, like, meditation exercise or, like, calming himself down. <laughs> yeah, sometimes when I have a tough day at work, I'm like, I want to just stare into a tiny little mirror. <laughs> <laughs> a tiny little version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And I think first, sorry, just to jump back to season two. First of all, everybody being like, why are there seasons? Because it's my show and I like the idea of there being <laughs> seasons. Suck my nuts. Because um, life has seasons. Yeah. Yeezy season approaches. Um, <laughs> and much like the latest Yeezy drop, it's going to stagnate on Grail amidst various controversies. <laughs> Have you seen the huge ass puffy coats that he did with Gap? Yes kind of want one (laughs) i kind of want one too and then i'm like is anyone going to wear this in like five years Uh, i don't know (sighs) yeah that's it It might be very of the time it does have fad written all over it yeah although they are selling for kind of cheap uh shockingly not a lot of people want to be seen in visibly kanye merch (laughs) or not merch but designed items yeah um yeah start of season two we might do the last summer Mm -hmm. which is a real netflix original yeah um yeah we're also going to be doing the kissing booth movie or fuck no that's what we just said to all the boys i've loved before movies over the course of season two mm-hmm. uh we may or may not bang out those episode episodes in a marathon recording session all in one day but mm-hmm. we'll space it out i think for the listeners yes I, i'm curious how experimenting with the setting of recording will affect the content and that's actually hey that's one of the things i said in our application to the spotify labs they're like, what do you mm. hope to learn or what do you hope to gain? And I'm like, well, we'd like to see how, what did I say? It was some bullshit. Like access to a more robust professional recording studio would affect our output and like the content of what we do. Well, recording in the Black Lodge yeah. affect the output. <laughs> if we're trapped in the Black Lodge for an eternity. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what we have coming up. Um, I think I should play a couple calls. Yeah. So we have something in our email and that is howoriginalpod at gmail.com, which I have not listened to. And, uh, oh, really the subject line appears to be wingdings. So I don't really know what it is. Okay. But I'm, I'm just going to play that for you right now. So Let's just, go. Just give me a second to pull this up. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, trepidatious. I'm nervous. Not sure trepidatious is a word since last time you used pod. I think it's still not a formally recognized word, but go off, Kim. All right, here's the call. So King's disease. These are, these are our listeners, perhaps. Let's go. This is a Luxembourg listener calling. You'll never see me. In fact, I'll probably never hear from you again. But I've been listening to Howard's own podcast. And I understand each and every coded messages that you've been transmitting to me. You'll know what was me when I act upon them. I'll leave a signature. My actions will echo through the halls of time. Oh, and uh, my favorite episodes so far are probably Triple Frontier and Marriage Story. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, that could be the reason. I don't know. I don't know. I think we I think, I the, think we go off platform and find some sort of sponsorship. Though. You think we go off platform? Yeah. Whoa. You think we go off what do they call it when uh you know Elon Musk wants to like terraform space? Like go off into Mars uh, and stuff. We go off Earth. We go based. off that's off. what we call it. <laughs> we go off planet, you know? Yeah. We go to a whole different we're extraterrestrial. Yeah. Real quick for uh we hear another call. You ever seen the videos of the guy who's like Chinese Elon Musk? My I, friends and I always argue about whether he just looks like that or whether it's a deep fake. I think oh. he just looks like that. No, I I'll, I'll show you videos off mic. Okay. He can like barely speak English. Like I think he's just doing it phonetically. Yeah. So it's very funny when he like delivers the lines. But he it's uncanny how much he does look like Chinese Elon Musk. Oh, sick. Okay. Can't yeah. wait. Can't wait. <laughs> and is he and is he very successful like he is? Um, I mean, I think. Wait, does he have a Tesla in these videos? He has some sort of luxury car. I mean, I have no idea what this person's background is. So he's like playing into it completely. Yeah, no, nice. I don't think he's necessarily uh, somebody super high profile. I think he right. just looks a lot like Elon Musk and probably his friends were like, oh, you should play this up on social media. Nice. nice. Yeah. We also, yeah, we always talk about Chinese Elon Musk. We argue about how old Hezbollah is. We have some really smart conversations. <laughs> they ask me why my podcast has seasons. Right, right. Yeah, right. it's a real brain trust yes. in my life. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, we also have a call from Garth. Okay. Um, so yeah, like I was saying, haven't heard from him in a bit. Yeah, I'm... Uh, I don't know if he's super happy with us. I mean, I'm you know happy to get any feedback at all yeah, i mean we're i've been doing I again mean. so let's let's play this call okay okay let's go hey guys this is garth once again uh just wanted to check in uh we were supposed to talk at this time you both accepted the calendar invite but i guess i will just leave another message we had that conversation recently where i feel like i gave you guys some really good advice and uh, you didn't take it very seriously. And I say that because I see what Pat is doing with the Instagram, the Tucker Carlson stuff, you know, you, you guys, you gotta help me out here, okay? And I get it, I know it's a joke, I can tell it's a joke, big, big joke guy. My favorite movies, Hubie Halloween, I love comedy. But I think for this pod, we had a really specific lane. We want a four quadrant, family friendly product. So what I'd like you to do as a team exercise, team building, you know, detail, detail those four quadrants on the pod. Make sure the audience knows about them. Talk at length. And George, I've been meaning to talk to you about this. You really need to respect ChatGPT. It's going to be the new Google one day, and we really need you guys to show up in search results. When people say, hey, you know, what's a, what's a nice, friendly movie podcast run by two nice Kind men who are friends, uh, we need the robot saying how original. And, and that's really what I'm talking about here, right? The business side of this. And you let me worry about that. You guys just stick to the movies without any of those blue warning labels on Spotify. Just be on your best behavior, okay? It, it has been a beast of a week. Not, uh, not all quiet on the Western front. I have to go home to my family every night and explain what I do. They want me to be an accountant. Why am I not an accountant? Well, let me tell you why. It's because I manage a podcast, this podcast. 
It's not a right-wing show. It's not radicalizing people on the fringes. It's just Glass Onion, Marriage Story, All Five Hours of the Irishman. I don't even know anymore. Anyway, I'll talk to you guys soon. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Thank Damn. you, Garth. Wow, yeah. that was um, really, really, you know, useful critique, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we'll take that feedback into consideration. Definitely moving into season two. Uh, yeah, you know, we walk a fine line. Maybe we're like the dude we were criticizing that article, you know, where we say shocking and provocative things. So they were like, ah, it's a bit. Right, right, right. A bit, wink. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, and admittedly, like I, look, the first Tucker meme I post on Instagram had such broad reach that I'm like, I got to do this again. And right. the second one I did had much greater reach than our other content, although it didn't go quite as crazy as the first one. Right. Like, would you say you got boxed into that personality in a way? Like... <laughs> Yeah, but... I kind of saw what the algorithm was rewarding. The algorithm made me into a monster. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you who don't follow the Instagram, that is how original podcast on Instagram. And <laughs> I took a Tucker like uh, headline on his show with answer me this on the American flag <laughs> and his face like mid speech. And then I wrote, how exactly is there a third kissing booth? Now for context, the original was, how exactly is quote unquote diversity our strength? Uh -huh, uh -huh. So I made it like chill and fun mm -hmm. as opposed to hateful and exclusionary. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you know, people of any race, creed, orientation are welcome to enjoy three kissing booth movies. Mm -hmm. I mean, enjoying them is wild, but you yeah. know. Anyway, yes, we'll uh, we'll try to stay out of hot water, Garth. Uh, we do love you too. Sounds like you're under a lot of pressure. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we hate to, you know. Yeah, we're, we're not trying to make your life hard, but we're trying to grow this thing as well. We're trying to be in the lab, baby. Let's get us, yeah, dude, let's get in the lab. <laughs> what kind of things we're going to cook up in the lab? Oh, man, I I can't stop thinking about those photos. Did I show you the picture of the lab? I think you did. Yeah, you were on the wait list. Look at this. The table is lit oh my from the God. underside. No, wait a minute. Imagine hitting a blunt there, dude. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a super professional setup. Imagine hanging out with other podcasters in between your recording sessions. Other podcasters who are doing like important social justice podcasts. <laughs> They're like, oh, what do you guys talk about? Uh, you know how there are a bunch of kiss and booth movies? Hanging out with podcasters who debreed their podcasts for sure. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna dude, we could learn how to debreathe their audio. Oh my god. Um hold on. No more heavy breathing heavy salivating and breathing over joey king on the pods <laughs> yeah <laughs> hold on my mom was just asking me a bunch of questions and she said are you podcasting right now and i'm like yes i am <laughs> we're we're trying to figure out what uh amazon prime channels to cancel and keep and everything oh that's but, a tough yeah. you know that's that's my whole separate pod i mean you only need one you all you need is the flicks dude yeah <laughs> the big flicks okay so Enough beating around the bushes. The kissing booth three. Yeah. What did you think? I thought it was the worst kissing booth yet, baby. I thought it was not only one of the worst movies have I seen recently. One of the worst movies we've done on pod. Um, the worst kissing booth. Yeah. It again, listeners, I'm not exaggerating when I say I watched this. My night was fucking over. I was mm -hmm. done mm -hmm. after that. I just went to bed. 
Like it was exhausting. My night was over. My week was over. Yeah. My year was over. And calling in sick on Monday. Like, sorry, I watched some bad Netflix originals. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, boss can't come in. Netflix poisoning. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Um, well, shoot. you mentioned to me, I, I didn't know this was an unsanctioned movie. <laughs> well, yeah. So the first uh, movie and the second one were based upon existing works. Right. This one was just from the twisted mind of Vince Marcello and uh, I don't fucking know what his writing partner is called. Uh, whoever that is. So, so are you telling me? Hold on. Um, <laughs> Jay Arnold. Okay. I'm trying to get this right. So the author of the kissing booths wrote the first two kissing booths. Yeah. And then Vince Marcello swoops in like, uh, like uh, DB Weiss and David Benioff or whatever in like uh, in the, uh, fucking um, the series, man, the, the, the song of fire and the game of Thrones series. Um, Great the, series. Never saw it. The creators, they surpassed the books right. at a certain I point. I was going to say, it's almost like I, I know of the, thing with game of thrones yeah. where now they've created a lot of the show that has no book to base it on right so they're like just going off script but they're like progressing the narrative yeah <laughs> um is was this a similar thing because the second movie leaves us off on kind of a cliffhanger so did they just go past the story I, of the author i don't know if uh i think it's beth Meekles. beth Meekles. um I don't know if she intends to ever write more of the kissing booth. Right. You've got to think she probably got a fat check off the, these adaptations. Oh, yeah. She got the bag. Yeah, definitely yeah. she got the bag. And again, she was also like 15 or 16 when she wrote these. Whereas these are fully grown adult men who made these movies. <laughs> so, you know, I, I feel like the intent here is not to dunk on... Uh, as I think I said in the pilot, it's not the intent to dunk on a teenager writing and putting out content. It's to dunk on what professional adults then went uh, and did with that content. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, there's another article I found on the insane website, creativescreenwriting.com. Uh-huh. Even the photo, this doesn't match the tone of the movies at all, right? This makes it look oh, darker yeah. and more serious. Oh, totally. Yeah, the color scheme and everything. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, maybe I'll put an Instagram slide of this up, mm. but yeah, it's uh, L and Noah lying on a blanket, it looks like, and kind of looking troubled uh, and staring off into the distance. But yeah, the color grading and just the whole tone doesn't fit the movies at all. No. Um, a movie that has an extended sequence where they reenact Mario Kart. <laughs> which holy like shit. in real life <laughs> yeah that that almost made me stop watching altogether <laughs> we'll we'll get to that in a little bit um okay after the first kissing booth movies i wanted to convey the question of whether it will work out between l and noah whatever the outcome l will be better off for creating some distance between her and noah blah 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 uh when we wrote the sequels we couldn't portray this initial idea uh when marcello approached kb3 he wanted to feel different both personally and in the storytelling Mm. I don't think this felt different at all. It felt mm. like just deleted scenes from KB2. Yeah. I, I mean, if different means like just worse. worse. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it did feel different in terms of being even worse. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think there was a single idea presented in this movie that didn't feel rehashed from the first two. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I don't think thematically it was exact same uh, beats in terms of like 
these characters are becoming more mature and realizing that like the standards that they held to one another as friends um, and even their relationship standards that they held towards one another in high school just cannot hold in a- adulthood. You yeah, and in you... adulthood you have to just learn to be your own person, which is like and like carve your own path or whatever. You have to adapt. You have to yeah. adapt, which is like the exact same. You know, it's not a bad story to tell. It's not. A, it's not a bad sort of theme. No, I uh, mean to relay to audiences. No, but no. this has been the same exact thing being. <laughs> relearned over and over by these characters with every single movie it's like (laughs) how many times they need to learn this lesson (laughs) so tonally and just in terms of how repetitive it is this one felt almost more like a movie for children than the other two there were so many scenes in this movie where it's like oh the viewer is supposed to be like 10 years old right right like yes i don't know uh we didn't have any softcore pornographic scenes of characters working out shirtless yeah <laughs> a lot less yeah less thirst trappy i would say less thirst trappy i was curious what you think about this uh marcello <clears throat> marcello points to his judicious use of voiceover in all three kb movies l l <laughs> internal voice very well written l internal voice speaks with wisdom about something she's remembered in the past quote unquote from the beginning i felt l was a more mature person talking about her coming of age it felt like an older person looking back on their youth. Then this paragraph ends with coming of age is the shedding of a childlike perspective of the world. <laughs> um, yeah, brilliantly written paragraph, guys. <laughs> I don't think it feels like that at all, that a wiser, older character is looking back on youth. Mm, the narration no. feels like it comes pretty in the moment. The Yeah, the narration feels exact same as it has felt throughout these films, right? Yeah, like, so it's it's very interesting to me that he's like, oh, no, it's supposed to be framed this way. It's like, that didn't come across at all to me. Yeah, I think he's projecting pretty heavily yeah, onto his w- finished product. Once again, Vince thinks he really accomplished something here. Vince, too. <laughs> and I like the explanation. In case you've never heard of a coming of age, coming of age is the shedding of a childlike perspective of the world. A guy named Vince making a movie about teens yeah you know growing up i mean that has that's a big red flag right there dude. yeah <laughs> uh should we get into the letterbox yeah i think we should um i have a few really good ones here pulled up um here's one to start off kick us off so uh half star this is uh this movie has very 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 uh <laughs> uh heavily leans one star or half star reviews so in, in the letterbox yeah disproportionately uh crazy rich caucasians is one review <laughs> half star i thought that was pretty good um <laughs> i think you'll like this one one star this very generous one star this franchise was jacob Elordi's punishment for cheating on zendaya <laughs> <laughs> what do you think <laughs> i'd say so it's definitely a karmic punishment for something uh half star by nathan spencer patron so weird that people are patrons of letterbox oh uh don't recommend being high and watching this i got to the animated mario kart section and thought i was full-blown hallucinating yeah (laughs) yeah this movie makes so many stylistic choices none of which are good but it goes whole hog nobody could accuse this movie of being too subtle or too reserved visually yes yes. it's so bright it's so bad it looks like a skittles commercial (laughs) yeah uh the kissing booth three two stars couldn't stop saying how much i hated this while watching it but i also cried at the end duality of the person prayer hands emoji (laughs) 
<laughs> duality of the person. <laughs> also, um, I think the phrase is like duality of man. Yes. So duality of the person <laughs> is funny. Uh, here's one. What is, uh, I think half a star. What is Joe Biden's plan to eliminate the kissing booth franchise? Yeah, so I was tempted to use that. And then I'm like, no, it's not deep enough in the letterbox reviews. Because I was like crate digging for some very <laughs> deep stuff. Half star, the kissing booth three by eBay underscore three. Hmm, three and three. I was going to rewatch No Country for Old Men this morning, but I just forgot this was out and decided to play it instead. I'll start up No Country Now. I want to die. <laughs> so the idea of choosing this over like a truly great movie and also doing an AM watch of The Kissing Booth. Oh my God. Can you imagine? We need to do a wellness check on this person. Dude. Dog, you good? Uh, the Kissing Booth 3, one star. Long is the way and hard that out of hell leads up to light. John Milton, Paradise Lost. Perfect. Um, actually, that uh, will lead us into my review of this movie. Yeah. Uh, we're going to yeah. take a break here because we're almost out of okay. time. Uh, so uh, be right back, folks. <laughs> Don't touch that dial. And uh, we're back. So there was one more review we didn't get a chance to read. Half star. I just know Jacob Elordi was fighting for his life in the group chat every time a new kissing booth was released. <laughs> Which does raise an interesting question. Like, if you were a friend or family member of Jacob Elordi, what do you say when these movies come out? Right. Like, he must know they're bad, right? I, I don't think he has any... Like, do you... Yeah. He's aware. La- actually, it was a check, right? Two, two days ago, I had a short story come out in a, in a magazine. T- shouts out Tint Journal. <laughs> nice. Um... So I, uh, if you're curious about my last name, I guess now you could go and find, <laughs> yeah, find a George that was recently published in right. Tint Journal. If you were, that's a fun treasure hunt. That, yeah, for the Luxembourg listener, maybe. He's <laughs> <laughs> going to send you a letter bomb, probably. <laughs> uh, what was that guy sending through, like uh, Ted Kaczynski? He was. Sending, oh yeah, like, the Unabomber. Was it Anthrax? He was sending. I think it was Anthrax. Yeah, that's sick, dude. <laughs> If you were to send uh, an anthrax letter to to some to to an, an you know to some establishment to some organization, Let's take this conversation off, Mike. <laughs> okay, we're okay. trying to be in the lab, dude. Come on. All right, all right. That's yeah, right. That's we right. would never do that. I forgot. Yeah. We would never. We don't that. condone the actions of the Unabomber. I definitely think industrial society has been good, and we're not living in a hellscape. You're right. And uh, yeah, all I, that. I do think if we had like a cabin in the woods that we like recorded our pods in. Yeah. Did we'd, I? We'd be much better podcasters, which is basically what we're going to do for season well, two. Well, yeah, the pottage. Um, did I show a you ten, the a Ted Kaczynski ass pottage? <laughs> did I show you the Rubashka hoodies where they have just like a picture of Kavins- uh, Ted Kaczynski's cabin? Uh, no, <laughs> that's sick. <laughs> it's like it's the kind of thing you could wear, and if people aren't tuned into it, they'd be like, "Whatever, that's normal." Yeah. But you would activate a lot of like freaks and social settings yeah. by wearing that. Yeah. yeah. Which we activate enough freaks already, so maybe we shouldn't <laughs> uh, lean too hard into that. Uh, you had another uh, letterbox review to read, right? Uh, did I have one? More? Oh, did you? Oh, that's it. That was it. Maybe I did have one more. Oh, we were going to read yours. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I want to do a reading of yours. Okay, awesome. Uh, You're gonna and... read my audiobook. Yeah. <laughs> the saga concludes. All of this because of a kissing booth as L rides off into the sunset. This had me asking, all of what? Why did this, any of this, need to happen? Why is Netflix numbing the minds of the masses with this biological weapon? 
why didn't they just tack this ending to the second movie instead of making viewers sit through an entirely pointless third movie just to reach the same lessons and conclusions that have been elucidated to these characters again and again? Is humanity a species with amnesia, as Graham Hancock purports in his completely factual ancient apocalypse series? Why do I keep watching these films, knowing full well they're an affront to our natural equilibrium? Can humanity rise back after we've sunk so low? In the words of Milton, which way I fly is hell, myself am hell, and in the lowest deep is a lower deep, still threatening to devour me. Wow. Uh, I'm here to say that I found the lowest deep. There's no lower deep. I'm here. I'm home. Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye. <laughs> Damn, dude. I wasn't in a good place when I was writing this. <laughs> That's like you were listening to Kanye's Unfinished Never See Me Again, yeah. which allegedly he wrote when he was thinking of killing himself. Yes. Uh, also, my review... I uh, quote American Psycho in this one. I think I should read your review. Yeah, you read my review. That's a good idea. Um, This is, uh, so my pain is constant and sharp. And I do not hope for a better world for anyone. In fact, I want my pain to be inflicted on others. I want no one to escape. (laughs) But even after admitting this, there is no catharsis. My punishment continues to elude me. And I gain no deeper knowledge of myself. I mean, truly a movie you watch without gaining any deeper knowledge of yourself. And uh, one like on that one, that was from me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have one like on mine, that one's from <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, we're really doing numbers on Letterboxd. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so do we want to set up the the premise and the conflict of this? All right, folks. We're getting into the film now. Let's yeah. go. Uh, the context. Uh, I mean, we're starting off literally where the second movie left yes. off. Yes. Right? So we still don't know which Institute of Higher Learning L. Evans is going to choose. Is she going to Berkeley? Is she going to Harvard? Is she going to SFU? Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Is she going to uh, watch watch the uh, failing sfu basketball team <laughs> formerly named the clan i think they're not named the clan anymore yeah clan as in scottish heritage not like kkk right it wasn't a clan with a k no although i think it was a c clan i think the uh, <laughs> ambiguity of that maybe offended some people and they have since changed it yes what do you know what they changed it to now i have no idea hmm was it okay let's check (laughs) i gotta check it's very important that we discover this now i'll keep going uh so we don't know which way Elle is going to go basically if she's going to choose to be with her boyfriend noah as portrayed by jacob lordy or if she's going to be with her best friend and noah's younger brother portrayed by an actor whose name i forget who apparently is like bffs with joey king irl uh as i hypothesized on the last kissing booth episode I do think they have hooked up in real life, but these movies do not make us think that there is any sexual tension between them at any point in time. No, I was disappointed to see that. No. And dude, I was misremembering it. I thought finally in the third movie, somebody brought up like, are you sure you guys don't want to be together? Yeah. But no, nobody ever brings it up. Right. So I was kicking and screaming for this whole movie being like, why doesn't someone point this out? But it never got brought up. Yeah. Um, Marco does make... A comeback in this one yes the mexican e-lord himself yes el lorde who seems like a much better person and like a much better potential partner yes um so yeah what and uh 
the premise of this is, uh, uh, so the Flynn's mom, who is portrayed by Molly Ringwald, <coughs> and uh, her father and her husband, <coughs> their, their parents are selling their beach house, and uh, in the selling of their beach house, because they can't like travel back and forth all summer to like do <coughs> showings and uh, yeah. whatever, um, they basically. Uh, uh, allow their children along with Joey King and uh, uh, whoever uh, Lee's girlfriend is, Rachel, Rachel. Um, who to you live go on there and saying you're like in love with. Right? Oh yeah. On I, the would, last one. I would Still say, in love with her? I would say, I, uh, see, I think long-term we'd be a good fit for each other. Mm, yeah. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. I would, yeah. I would like go to her. Yeah. I, I would go to her university. You know, just right. If I was let sim. If I was choosing you'd, you'd between two different universities, mm. I would definitely just go wherever she's going for sure. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I still contend. Put me in the kissing booth universe. I would hook up with Elle Evans. Yeah. And disappear, never to be seen again. <laughs> I would go to some university nobody's ever heard of. I would disappear. Yeah. But she'd still be thinking about me. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, go on. Uh, uh, so they're all living in the home. <laughs> Uh, as they're trying to sell it for the summer. Yes. Yes. And uh, it, it kind of has like a rehab vibe, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's yeah. just go away for the summer. Yeah. Um, a rehab for the most annoying goddamn people you've ever met in your entire life. <laughs> a rehab where the goal is like, just be a normal person. Yes. Who's not this way. Just learn how to which, exist. Which just I guess learn is how to be an adult. Yeah. Yes. Uh, kind of. I did have the thought as I was watching this movie, like, wouldn't it be funny? Like, because this is like their party summer. It's like one last hurrah before we all go off to our own, you know, separate colleges wouldn't it be funny if like slowly lee or like one of the characters noah uh the e-lord himself developed an alcohol addiction <laughs> oh or got like hooked on pain pills or yeah. something yeah, yeah. that like, would be like um, an interesting direction much more ambitious than anything that happened in this movie i recently watched uh the murdoch uh documentary the thing about alex murdoch have you heard about this shit no no there was a ruling recently so it was like this big time prosecutor from uh georgia um or like a southern state i forget which one i think from georgia uh who killed his son and wife whoa and so he is this dude he's this like fat ginger dude hmm um and uh basically like the documentary kind of insinuates that because their family has like roots in this place and he comes from a long line of like prosecutors or mm. like um uh d i think i guess they're like da's district attorneys right so they're like anyway their name is huge so like the murdoch name is very huge and so uh, uh the documentary asserts that like there's been all these incidents surrounding that family Ooh. uh that have basically gotten swept, swept up under the rug yeah. so it's like their housekeeper covered it up. their housekeeper died uh, there's the been fuck? like hit and runs that they've Whoa. been associated with that never got like you know investigated as deeply Holy as they shit. should have been um and then right before the murder of like his son and wife um his son that son who got murdered he was like uh he was out with his friends boating he was like super drunk the dog actually a lot of white claw representation <laughs> oh no a lot of white claw representation in this documentary <laughs> uh i think actually uh he had had like 
six. I, the the dude tells you exactly what he had before doing this. It was like sick. He funneled six Bud Light seltzers <laughs> before going off. Whoa! And both, in in what time span do we? Know? I think he just funneled it immediately. Oh, all that at was once. like to wow. start his evening. <laughs> Damn. That's so he, also like quantifying how much you funneled never good in a legal legal case <laughs> no is <laughs> never good when people know that you've been funneling um and so he go he asserts that he can drive the boat right uh with like a bunch of his friends yeah and the boat hits like a a bridge basically like the mm. pillar of a bridge and oh, everybody shit. like goes flying off the boat and one of the chick one of the girls dies whoa um and so that gets swept up under the rug a little bit hmm. um and then eventually the dude, Alex Murdoch, the dad, who's like hooked on pain pills. He's hooked on oxy. Right. Um, Shouts out to a real one. Because he's been spending too much time in the the kissing booth beach house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he, he's hooked, fully hooked on oxy's and like kills his wife and son, basically. So wait, why does he kill them? Um, like a fit of rage is he like going through withdrawal so what is happening so i think um the son i I think part of it is because the son has sort of disgraced his family name because of this boating accident that he like can't get him out of there's too much like it's better if you guys just fucking die and he's fully hooked on pain pills so. so he's probably not thinking the straightest he could and his wife i think is like getting really upset because he's using all his money on pain pills mm. yeah uh, wives tend to hate it when you just spend all your money on drugs what of like the investigator one of the investigators who uh uh was talking about how many pain pills he, how many oxys he purchased mm. from his dealer was like this will be enough for like a full-time user for 114 years <laughs> is how many pain pills he bought in the span of like i don't know yo this like, guys in like 10 mode. years dude holy yeah full sick of holy shit so then he was like oh, i wonder if all of this was spent on pain pills like some of it what if some of it was spent on like cover-ups for stuff mm. but in my mind i was like no what if this was fully spent on pain pills this guy was like just out of his mind on pain pills. right yeah i mean entirely possible yeah i, I didn't know about any of this it's crazy it's not huh. yeah, it's worth a watch that's a netflix original actually i was gonna bring this up to you oh. um it's a little bit of end news the news the news uh because this dropped I think recently there was a verdict around this case, like in real time. And um, I was at my buddy Nick's house, shouts out Nick. Um, We were uh, scrolling through Netflix. uh, And actually I want to have him on the pod eventually. Um, And I was like, you know, which movie would you want to talk about on pod? And we were were looking through the catalog and uh, we saw this documentary that just dropped and that was like the day or the day after the verdict in the case mm. became it's quite viral like he'd heard about it i'd heard about it and he was like dude i just heard about this case and like they already made a documentary about it like that's crazy hmm. and so i thought i bet they'd had this documentary in the chamber for like a long time and like just had their finger on the trigger like when this verdict drops on this guy's case we're gonna click click upload on the documentary mm probably was yeah. my thought it it sounds like it was very deliberately yeah. timed to kind of catch the catch the zeitgeist which is interesting like huh to yeah. have you know it's like how long had they had this made you know yeah. um how long was this in the chamber for yeah yeah pretty cool <laughs> like this episode we've been sitting on for years <laughs> it's finally time to release it this is 2014 we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> the movie didn't even exist yet <laughs> 
<laughs> um yeah, man, don't get hooked on oxys. I'd yeah. be really mad if you did. It would negatively affect this podcast. Dude. <laughs> um dude, and the home like uh because all his homies were like on the boat when that chick died. Yeah. When he was like driving the boat. Uh, and like the boyfriend of the girl who died, he was like his bro. Um, and so he was like super broken up, but still he was like, that's my homie though. Like, hmm. this is my dog. Like, Rose before hose. Cause at first when the dad killed, killed him, uh, police were like, well, what if it was like this guy, like the girlfriend, the girl's boyfriend. Right. Cause that would be a motive. A motive. Yeah. And he was like, nah, dude, on, on the interview, he was like, dude, that's my homie. I would never do that. So like, huh? He was like, ride or die with this guy. This guy wow. killed his girlfriend. He was still that's like, a, nah, dude, that's a loyal friend. This guy's my, that's a true loyalist. That's right a there. loyalist right there. We expect all our listeners to like, you know, be ride or die, be ride or die for us. Like if we kill your girlfriends, like <laughs> you're going to keep listening to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we got to run through this movie. So okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we open with a montage fucking shocker who saw that coming i wrote uh, this movie made me hate montages dude it made so, me repeal my so claim that i like montages. fucking bad. i hate montages so in the opening montage there's a part where they're on the beach watching a sunset and elsa saw colors in a sunset i'd never seen before when she's listing all these activities of like their last summer together yeah and i'm like she kind of looks high as she's saying this. She may have been is, high. Joey King has gone on record saying like she's filmed scenes high in this movie. Oh, for real? Yes, absolutely. Oh, no way. I, I was just speculating. I'm like, yo, is she macro dosing? Was she smoking a little bud? Like what was going on? I've there? literally read uh, an article. I think no, she was actually a- on a talk show that the article uh, was reporting on uh, her statement on like the Jimmy Kimmel show. She said that she filmed one of the scenes completely blown out of her Whoa. mind completely blasted that's yeah. so dope that she's like a stoner chick i had no idea yes yeah joey king dm us patrick relax <laughs> uh, <awooga>. um, <laughs> we'll cut that out so spotify doesn't uh <laughs> let us in the lab we promise to behave ourselves <laughs> wink um yeah i feel like a lot of choices with this movie it's like like as an actor in this movie, you just have to get high to get through this. You gotta be high for this for sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Are you high right now? Do you ever get nervous? <laughs> um I like that they've like so we get introduced to her in these opening moments and uh she's graduated high school now. Yep. She's going off to university. How have they chosen, you know, as a wardrobing department or as a makeup department to that made her seem grown up? Let's put some lipstick on her. <laughs> yeah. That's... Very visible lipstick to try to make her look more grown up. Did yeah. you notice that? That's that's when you graduate high school, you start wearing more lipstick. You start wearing that's lipstick. Yeah. How it goes. Yeah. Um Yeah, so things are set up with selling the house. The Flynn children are like rich brats who are very annoying they're like oh you can't do this it's like crazy rich caucasians why don't you just be glad that everything in your entire life's been handed to you and just go with the flow like i'm sure they'll get another sick house yes <laughs> uh i'm sure you won't suffer also you're both going away to university so like yeah why you do- won't be spending as much time there anyway totally uh what assholes i was gonna bring up that in that montage from the beginning um where uh l is just blasting off things that she's been yeah doing so far this truly summer. rattling them off rapid fire one yeah. of the things is uh 
made a naughty video from chem in chemistry okay. or deleted a naughty video so, from chemistry lab or whatever, right? And it's like her and Elord fucking basically yeah. on in the science lab so, after hours. What do you think about this? Yeah, when it came up, it seemed like it was almost a reference that we should have known because they were saying like deleted yeah. this. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, there was nothing about this in the previous movie. So we're just getting this information now in the third movie. And it's like them just like on one of the yeah. science lab tables. And like, what would the video have been shot from? I guess that who she, was shooting this? I guess she'd propped up her phone maybe on like, I don't know. I don't know. The angle. On like a I'd Bunsen burner. I don't know. Watch it. The angle almost seemed higher. Like I thought it was part of it was from above. Almost. Maybe she propped it up on like a Bunsen burner. I don't know. Or maybe we weren't meant to think that shot was part of the actual video. Or on a microscope. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, in this world where uh, Marco is filming himself doing this whole workout routine, I guess anything goes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I was also conflating it a bit with all the boys I've loved before because I'm like, wait, is there going to be more stuff about like a video that gets leaked? But no, it's truly a throwaway comment. Yes. In the opening montage. Um, would you or have you ever had um, <laughs> a PDA in your high school? Like, have you ever like done anything with someone in at in high school? Uh, Did you ever make a naughty video in in a chemistry lab <laughs> so no to the first part okay. um i i guess there were stories slash maybe urban legends about stuff that other people had filmed and probably shouldn't have right. uh being minors and everything well ray j went to your high school right so that makes sense uh, wait r kelly or ray j ray j ray j ray j what what did Ray J do? Well, he'd had the the famous video, right? With Kim K. But she was like a legal adult in the video, Oh, right? yes, yes, yes. I'm like, wait, is this... What happened with Ray J? Because yes, he had the video, but like everybody in it was of the age of consent where they right, made the right, video, right? Right, right, right. So it's not a problem from uh, that perspective. No, no. But yes, no, I never created pornography at my high school. Right. <laughs> That's why you're sitting here asking me <laughs> all right all right <laughs> you sound very let down by this answer I, a little bit uh, and also would you if a girl wanted to wait so you're talking about me as like a high school scene or wait so they had grad she had graduated high school and then they went back into her high school to make this video I, i'm guessing this soon? video well because she deleted it i think this was filmed before right oh, while, okay while they were in high school um Probably not. No, I like to think I would have exercised better judgment okay. at that point. Okay. okay. Yeah. No, I I don't think I would have been into that. Okay. Um. There's also a scene of the three of them. So L, Noah, and Lee, where she like has her arms around both of them as they're watching a sunset. Uh, Do you ever just hang out with a man and her sister and like all three of you wrap your arms around each other? Yeah, Is that man. a dynamic? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever just get high as hell and look at sunsets? <laughs> so was that in real time or was that in the photograph, the old photograph? Because like there's... Um, look it, at this it, photograph. <laughs> Every time I see it, it makes me laugh. What the hell is on Joey's head? <laughs> Joey King's head. Yeah. <laughs> 
the hell is on anyone in this movie? Zero good fits. What's in their heads? <laughs> Every fit in this movie is straight garbage. Oh, yes. Yes. There's I, not I a was, single good outfit. I was texting you, like, Elord at one point is wearing shorts. Like, shorts that are, like, a little bit too long. I mean, they're above the knee. But even that, in the, these days, yeah. is, like, I don't know, a little long. Um, and a leather jacket over time. Yeah. Very weird. It's weird. For the climate as well, it's odd very strange i've always wondered how people in la like just rock jeans well i've heard it said about la you can kind of almost create your own climate like you can dress a bunch of different ways i think you just get used to it as well i guess you maybe get used to it yeah and i think there still are fluctuations in the seasons a little bit right i don't know we love seasons here bright lights big city yeah too scary for me (laughs) um uh lee so lee is showing his girlfriend rachel's schedules that he's made on his ipad of like oh if we go to these different schools like here are all the weekends where we can link up and i'm gonna travel on this weekend mm. and then you'll travel on this one <sighs> everything about lee is just like dial it down 150 percent yeah too keen too much yes uh an exhausting person to be around yes i guess you have you did you have a high school girlfriend no nah. no Nah, dog. I just remember myself having a high school. So girlfriend. you would have done this. Exa- shit. I would have a hundred percent done this. Shit. Well, that's yeah. like, yeah, I think a lot I basically of- pressured my high school girlfriend to like go into university with me. Damn. Yeah. Toxic. Yeah. Toxic king. Stay winning. Toxic podcast. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> yeah, bros. Uh, yeah. So he's doing the most kind of in every scene of this movie. Yes. Um. So we're not at the part yet where he learns that L is potentially not going to the school he's going to, Berkeley. Because right. he's still under the assumption that she is, and he fucking freaks out when he learns that she might have a life of her own and make her own independent choices. Although he's been learning this lesson for again two and whole again, goddamn movies. For two whole goddamn movies. So at this point, it's like, why are these people even friends? It seems like they have nothing but conflicts. Totally, totally. And they're doing nothing but holding each other back from doing the things they want to yeah. do. Like, what the fuck? um there's also a scene where uh they're getting rid of some stuff in the house like getting it ready to sell and doing some deep cleaning and did you notice like the call out arrows on the screen where it's like donate in the animation of the arrow and then like keep every Uh, visual choice in this movie is the wrong one wow it's so bad i didn't notice that also i don't think during the first (laughs) montage but the next montage they're like polaroid photos taken of the stuff in the montage appearing as part of the montage uh-huh, uh-huh. and it's like we don't need all this just like dial it down so much as i said like this movie is just a skittles commercial to me like yeah it, it just completely went right directly through me you know yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> it left us a shell of what we were at the beginning yes i couldn't digest any of it you know <laughs> it just came right out the other end yeah um i was gonna say there's a point where so they're talking about selling this house yeah uh, this beach house and uh, they're talking to molly ringwald who's uh their mom uh the flynn's mom and uh they call her uh they, they go like mom what when did you turn into a realtor <laughs> what do you think about the the pronunciation so of they said so weird i've never heard any i work in real estate i've never heard anybody put that kind of inflection on it so i have amanda and her family all say oh. realtor instead of oh. realtor <laughs> huh so like there's an i hidden somewhere realtor is huh. i think is insane yeah i should start 
doing that at work and seeing if anybody notices. Is a realtor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was super weird. Uh, also, it doesn't make sense because eventually this house is like apparently going to be sold to a developer and condos are going to be built there. So like it's, you know, I'd like to take a look at this official community plan and seeing like the <laughs> permittable density and any sort of rezoning that we have to take it through. I want to know the FSR. Anyway, I guess that's not relevant. That being said, <laughs> why are they still doing like improvements on the house and doing painting if it's like a developer is just going to buy it? Like they, it makes no sense to do any sort of cosmetic updates. I guess that was like a pivot in the process, right? Because yeah. originally they were just going to put it on going, the open market. Yeah, right? to sell it to like a just another resident. And I thought that was going to be a plot point. Like they were going to have to show this yeah. to some buyers, but that was never no. shown. So, and also, so this was just like, uh, you know. And also the scenes of Lee being very immature and getting rid of the for sale signs out front made me laugh because uh, just wait until this motherfucker finds out about an MLS. Like, you know, <laughs> houses are posted online and then many other databases <laughs> scrape those listings. Like, yeah. yeah, you get some drive-by traffic, but it's like, that is generally not the main way people are finding homes. So it's like, yeah, I don't know what he thinks he's accomplishing by like throwing out the signs. That's and then, of point. course, we got the hilarious scene where Noah uh, like pours cement in so Lee can't pull up the sign anymore. Okay. And he's like kicking the sign and struggling with it. I, th- Do I, I don't, I don't even remember this. Like, That's okay, dude. I saw this 48 hours ago and I barely remember what I watched. Yeah, yeah. There was so much happening and so many montages. There was so much happening visually, but so little from a plot perspective. Oh, yes, absolutely. And then also, this movie was picaresque, (laughs) as Mark Twain would say. (laughs) Yeah, as Mark Twain would For being generous. Uh, Also, one of the plot points is like you were saying earlier, Marco was still around and still kind of causing tension in the relationship because at one point, noah and l break up and it's kind of like oh is she gonna get with marco is she gonna give him a shot and noah really doesn't like marco still being in the picture and it's like oh well you kissed him like how can i trust you around this guy yeah and then noah is also still hanging out with chloe who is like the beautiful british woman who somehow wants to hang out with them the bbw yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah the bbw um but that isn't really causing conflict anymore man i wish they would just cheat on each other in this movie to give this movie any semblance of conflict or any sort of new element and i i was misremembering it i thought he i thought noah and chloe did hook up at some point but no i i (laughs) totally made that up Dude, you completely projected a much better plot. On yeah, I, I was doing a lot of work for this in my head where I was like, what if this was an actual movie where things <laughs> happened? You did a thought exercise with yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, actually, we're going to take a break there and pause. Okay, and, uh, pause. We're going to get into the Mario Kart scene. and yes. uh, Oh, the famous Mario Kart scene. All sorts of good stuff. <laughs> all right. Be right back. Okay, so we have a special treat for you guys. We are about to hear some, well, to me and to all you guys, never heard before audio of George's original podcast, which I believe is entitled Castaway. And this podcast has never existed as like a thing in the world. It's just been like an audio file that you sent to a group chat, right? When you were like 19, 20? Yes, yes. Yes. So uh, me and my buddy Nick, who I mentioned earlier, uh, yeah, had this podcast... Castaway, 
this is a little bit bit of an origin story for me. <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna play it and uh, just 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 talk about it a little bit. So th- you're about to hear a segment in which uh, so this podcast is number ten. <laughs> we recorded twenty eight, I think, podcasts in total. That's an impressive amount. Thank you. And we would send them to our group chat. Um, I, I would say a total of like ten people have probably heard this podcast. Twenty eight grams in an ounce. A <laughs> podcast. And uh, this one is called D-Land because this one was recorded immediately after um, me, my ex-girlfriend, Anna, and our friend Michaela with Michaela's family went to Disneyland and... Land, world. Well, it was actually world. In, uh, it okay, in, be honest. Because it was in Florida um, and Calif- and uh, Harry Potter world. Okay. Um, and then we went on a cruise together <laughs> okay <laughs> to like the caribbean gotcha um and so uh this was a section in which we were talking geography okay we were talking geography and uh there was some troubling realizations about my sort of understanding <laughs> of <laughs> geography <laughs> easy understanding some might say yeah huh okay um, yeah let's uh let's listen in here and uh yeah maybe pat you can give us some of your thoughts all right so it turns out i was right and san francisco is right in the near the closer to the top in the middle of california yeah right on the coast yeah, yeah. and then you just that said that you thought california and texas la- were landlocked. really close to and each really other close to each other yeah and landlocked yeah <laughs> because everyone knows that like you know when you canada wise saskatchewan everyone's like it's just flat it's just yeah, fucking yeah, flat yeah, yeah. Same thing with the states, man. Yeah. Where everything in the middle, everything in the middle is just, it's just like, flat. just shit. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> for you there. Yeah. So why would it be California? There. I don't know, man. Because look, I just it, what fucks me up is I always think it's by Texas. But why? And, what happened to so, you? I don't know. Yeah. Who did this to you, to you Jordan? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, who hurt you? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Man. Texas and California are so close to each other. I mean, you know that Texans have like an accent, right? To me, like the climate is so similar that that they're that they're beside each other. You know what I mean? Kind of. I mean, they're they're on the same latitude. Yeah, yeah. No, wait, latitude, right? Lati- yeah. Latitude, yeah. Longitude? <laughs> um, no, longitude. Wouldn't longitude be around? Like, because it's long. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like longitude would be around and latitude would be up to down. I can't even like make an educated guess. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like you should. We should just change the subject yeah, right now. Stop it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <Just> fuck up. <laughs> oh my god, California and Texas that close to each other. Yeah. I don't, and I'm wondering, like, is it just because I know geography, or is it just because just because I'm smart? Is it just because I'm smart? Is it just because I'm better is, than is you? There's something or wrong it? with you, or yeah. am I just a lot smarter? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't get it. Um... <laughs> No, I don't know. I I've just never really looked at a states map really closely. Oh, really? I have. I've never really like yeah, yeah. studied it because I've never really been to the states, so it's like yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've just never really looked at it really closely. Huh. Um, and the fucked up thing is like, was that, that your first time in California? I guess so, right? No, I never. We never went to California. But oh, San Fran. Yeah, is, is San yeah. Fran in California? We just oh, looked at geez. the map, man. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> George, where are you going? <laughs> No, George, George, George. You could just hear the door stop. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear you say it. He's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> crying. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> we just looked at the map like two seconds ago. Oh, yeah. And I just said, San Fran is in the middle of California. 
<laughs> okay. So wow. uh, that was Castaway. That was Castaway. So I will say, good thing you didn't choose to be a pilot as a career path. Dude. I think you would have made a lot of people upset. So uh, so earlier in this episode, I was describing my flight, you know, to uh, San Francisco. Right. And uh, I asked. And that's Nick, in California, right? And okay. I think so. <laughs> You're like, I'm still unclear. <laughs> All these years later. Still unknown. Um, but um, so like I. Hey, Amanda's home. All right. Back from spin. Um, Quick, pretend we're not being toxic. <laughs> so go on about your nebulous understanding of geography. So, um, and then I was just talking to Nick about him flying into France, I think, because he'd flown into France before. And then I asked him if he, you could see the Eiffel Tower from outside of the clouds. <laughs> and he clowned on me very hard for that. Damn. You know what? I admit geography is tough. And I think as a uh, student of the Canadian public school system, you don't look at perhaps American geography as much as you should. But I also think a Thank lot you. of Americans don't know shit about Canadian geography. So it kind of goes both ways. Dude, yeah. I bet Americans don't even know the word none of it exists. You know what I mean? No. I, I bet they've I never heard those new. syllables, those sounds together. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say, I also noticed, well, you pointed it out to me, uh, the chirping of birds in the background. Yes. It's kind of like an NPR soundscape underlying <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. Nick had a bunch of, uh, we called it the bird room. Yeah. It truly sounds like you were surrounded by many, many birds. Yeah. This. And Nick, yeah. Nick's dad, uh, collect sort of collects birds and, uh, he has hmm. his bird room near his basement and we'd always record in the basement and, uh, birds the word yeah the bird box we called it <laughs> damn shouts out to the bird box yeah no that was super interesting it's uh it's cool to get an insight into your origin story Thank unfortunately you. i have nothing to of my own to present that's like here's my origin story no no this is your origin story. Th this is my origin story. you're treading the path right now i'm i'm truly creating the path <laughs> me in 10 years showing this to like another person i'm podcasting with like, yes yes oh let's react to some of this oh god and then they're like yeah you were really obsessed with madeline arthur i'm like your ex-wife later you know what i mean <laughs> your ex-girlfriend as we have the laura dern lawyer litigating everything <laughs> <laughs> who the assets are gonna go to yeah yeah no that that was awesome let's uh let's cut to a quick break and get back to it sure awesome All right, so what more do we need to say about the kissing booth? Basically, I'm going to spoil it. Uh, they end up together at the end, it would seem, after kind of a reunion. Wait a minute. Okay, hold on, hold on. No, Wait, no, 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 no. I, I thought it was indicating they would, like, get back together okay, at the okay. end. Listen, listen. So, they break up. Yes. There's a will-they-won't-they they with Marco. She turns him down, and yes. eventually she finds out that she needs to go to a college that she actually wants to go to. It's a shocking revelation. <laughs> Instead of like going just to follow some dick. Yeah. Um, as good as it may be. Yeah. Well, Lord. there's dick at every college, so I'm sure things turned out all right for her. Yes. Uh, so she goes off to USC instead of any other, uh, to do video game design yeah <laughs> and wait uh, i want to get your thoughts on this okay so she goes into like the interview with uh the college the, there's like a few people and she wants to go into video games and she 
apparently this is her dream, you know, <laughs> thing to, to, to become a video game designer. Cause she's like played video games throughout the series. And that was the theme of her podcast as well. Right. About gaming. Oh, yeah, I forgot Although that seems to have been dropped by yeah. the third movie. <laughs> They're like the test audiences did not sympathize with the podcaster. <laughs> uh <laughs> audio developer please yeah <laughs> on digital media, digital media. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Like that um and uh apparently she didn't know that she was supposed to like pitch a game to these guys Which, during the interview. i think it would be very obvious that that would be the expectation i can't imagine that being a surprise for her right and this is like something she apparently is her passion <laughs> she's decided yeah <clears throat> although she didn't take the time to like you know fully go over the <laughs> breakdown of how this interview would go no apparently she just skimmed the email whatever <laughs> so she's like taken aback when they go like so let's hear your video game pitch she's like what video game pitch i didn't know i was supposed to give a video game pitch she freezes up she fumbles mm, the bag. on his sweater already fully fumbles the mom's bag. spaghetti mom's spaghetti um and uh but then in the last minute it seems like she's about to just walk out and not get the you know not get the entrance to the to the university um she has this brain blast of like wait a minute i got something um i'm getting something i'm getting something <laughs> i'm picking up a reading <laughs> and she proceeds to like go off on this insane rant about fantasy football yeah. and some, <laughs> some sort and how fantasy football is very popular and so yeah it's like this wow is, this is stunning information and how esports is very popular and this is yeah. i i wasn't quite clear on like what this game was but it's some sort of amalgamation of like esports and fantasy football that would like i don't know uh, i didn't get it either and <laughs> yeah anyway so this is very weird pitch that she gives them She's like, you know, fantasy football, super hot right now. You know, esports, you know, this is all the rage. What if these two things were combined? And everybody's going like, oh my God, yes, she's a genius. She's a marketing genius. And it's like, I don't think that's what they were looking for. I think they were looking for like, what's your passion project that you want to develop rather than like, yeah. she was like, these two things will make you money. Let's just put them together in some dumb way. Yeah. Which is like, I've often heard in the screenwriting world, you have to have an elevator pitch for a script that's like, what about if it was Die Hard meets blank? Like, sometimes when you sell ideas, uh, yeah. you want to put it in terms people understand. Yes. But it's also like, I feel like a lot of hack ideas get sold that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I was underwhelmed with their whole presentation as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And the guy like interjects at one point. It's like, yes, we're aware how fantasy sports work. She's yes. like, okay, sorry, I'm excited. Stop woman splaining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to hang with the fellas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie's so fucking dumb. Uh, what do we need to say about the end? So uh, they, so uh, Noah and Elle are finally reunited after six years later. Six years, yeah. I was gonna say, what's the span of time? So she has a short haircut now. She's on her Scarlett Johansson tip. Yeah, you don't want to divorce her. No, I, <laughs> Joey King, I would never divorce you. <laughs> we could smoke weed together. <laughs> um, yeah, she's got a short haircut. What? How did you? What were your thoughts on the short haircut? Would you I say? Yeah, I think it yeah. was flattering for her. I liked it a lot more than ScarJo's short haircut in Marriage Story. Yes, I. I'm struggling to think of like why it suited Joey King, but I, I thought it was really attractive. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and so she's... <laughs> I'm glad we can move on now. <laughs> <laughs> the obligatory uh, conversation about how hot Joey King is. Yeah, yes, ranking yes. her. Uh, so she's seen Elord after a long time, not seen them, like six years or whatever. Yes, they'd both... Well, Elord, I'm assuming, has fucked like... It, you know he's fucked literally a million women probably yes. in this time so he's like huh who who are you he's fucked his like bbw Brit- yeah. beautiful british woman friend he's like, like sorry i actually had so much sex that i have early onset dementia so i don't even know who you are i have face blindness from fucking too much <laughs> like brad pitt yeah <laughs> shout out to a real one yeah uh yeah and there's kind of still a bit of a spark and we learn that they've both been you know busy in their professional lives and kind of developing apart from each other yeah she's developing toxic video games. she's literally developing games yeah he's she's on lawyer. her gamergate tip yes <laughs> he's a lawyer he's a lawyer and uh yeah they meet and it's like the amusement park where the original kissing booth was at yeah right and uh, they meet and they see the kissing booth and uh, it takes them back. And... Yeah. And then the final scene is like them riding their motorcycles together. Yeah. Like racing kind of arguably unsafe street racing. Yeah. Holy shit. We didn't even talk about the Mario Kart scene. No, we haven't. Not okay. Uh, we'll double back. So the Mario Kart scene comes, I don't know, 40% through the movie. Yeah. Sure. We'll say that. Yeah. I don't fucking care anymore, dude. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I'm killing myself after this. <laughs> um, I'm fucking done. Season two couldn't come. Yeah. Couldn't come sooner. Never see me again. <laughs> uh, so the Mario Kart, L wants to do a seemingly very dangerous reenactment of Mario Kart where people are crashing go-karts all over the place and there are actual items that they're throwing at each other. Right. And she's, she's dressed up in a huge, like, inflatable, almost sumo suit. I was going to say, would you still smash in the Mario Man. Kart suit? In that suit? No. Well, you have to like, like take it off and stuff. Oh, sorry. Like, would I still want to smash just knowing like how fucking corny she was? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's like part... in the lead up to it, she's wearing mm. the suit. You have to take the suit off. She's still wearing the mustache, the hat. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I can't imagine being a part of that. I'm with Elord on this, where he's talking to Chloe for him. Like, ah, some of the stuff she does is just, you know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this whole thing is like a child's birthday party, but we're led to believe this is also a young adult who is making <clears throat> chemistry lab porno videos. <laughs> yeah. So. Nothing adds up. Yeah. The Mario Kart scene is just, again, it's like, wait, is this movie skewing even younger than I thought? This would be like a Disney Channel type thing. Totally, yeah. Like, this is legitimately a movie for children. Because they're literally, like, throwing bananas at each other. Yeah, they've tried to replicate the items in Mario Kart. Yeah. And it's like Vince Marcello gets on creativescreenwriting.com and talks about, like, the hero's journey or whatever. But it's like, the movie is just this bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't have it both ways, bud yeah uh it's just the worst cgi ever this is like spy it's kids so 3d bad. game over like remember that remember yeah that movie? That <laughs> yeah like, it's like one of the first 3d movies in the theater <laughs> like shark boy and lava girl is maybe the first and then it's like yeah. spy kids 3d game over i remember seeing that in the theater <laughs> like the terrible special effects i mean today but like in the time it was like oh this is kind of yeah sick. and also when you're young you're more willing to suspend disbelief yeah uh so overall this movie is definitely a kill Oh, yes. A unanimous kill. Yes. Uh, Vince Marcello should be 
killed. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, this was fucking needs, tough. He committed a war crime. He needs to go to like a war tribunal. Yeah, he needs to. Uh, he needs to issue a no tap apology after <laughs> making this movie. Uh, yeah. So that is. <laughs> As far as the Netflix goes, that's season one wrapped. However, I think we want to talk about additional media real quick before yes. we sign off. Yes. I've been, look, I, I'm going to talk about the show Milf Manor mm-hmm. in a moment, mm-hmm. but I also want to talk about some music I've been listening to recently, mm-hmm. which I feel like is what the Zoomer sons on Milf Manor probably listen to. Nice. <laughs> Uh, I've been listening to what the moms listened to recently. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I found this rapper called Destroy Lonely, which is kind of like a whack name. Mm. But he has a song called If Looks Could Kill, which is such a fucking banger. Nice. And I encourage, I've like run it back like 20, 30 times in the past few days. I encourage our listeners, especially if you don't smoke weed, take a few hits of a blunt and blast the song If Looks Could Kill. <laughs> You'll feel like you're on a fucking spaceship through the sky. It's crazy. It's a banger. I've also been getting into this rapper that uh, I think is like kind of for Zoomers called Yeet. Nice. Y-E-A-T. That sounds... I sent you one or two of those songs. He makes bangers as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's again, pretty good, actually. Yeah. Kind of like weed music. And um, what else would I listen to? Oh, that Mickey Avalon song I sent you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Never Satisfied, mm-hmm. which is like Mickey Avalon as a rapper. It's like some of his stuff is good. Some of it's kind of like same-ish. But he does a really good job of like packing a song with just enough story details but leaving it like open-ended and it's all like sleazy and ominous and like trashy uh yeah that song rocks i think it's simon rex slash dirt nasty who's doing the narration of the character who is like leading this young woman astray in hollywood that's very on brand uh super on brand so that song's cool and then milf manor where do i begin with milf manor (laughs) the learning channel tlc whoa I don't know how the. What are you fuck learning? They... What are we learning? Here? I'm learning that God has turned His back on us. <laughs> Whenever people are like, "Oh, we need to save the planet, protect the whales, we need to survive as species," it's like, "Nah, we made Milf Manor. Yeah. We're all gonna fucking burn. Let's just get it over with. <laughs> like, we don't deserve shit. Let's just crash." Um. Yeah, Milf Manor's like, look, I'm no moralist when it comes to trashy reality TV. I've enjoyed lots of stuff over the years. Milf Manor is one of the only times where I'm like this is disgusting and should not exist whoa but i keep watching it so the premise is the milfs these you know single older women who have children are on this dating retreat and their sons come with them so it's like the milfs are all dating each other's sons and vice versa Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's so grotesque like especially one of them keeps making all these provocative comments to the other moms but like oh, I'm taking your son out. Or like your son was saying, what a big dick he has. Like, did you know this? And it's like, what? Find God. Like, you're <laughs> such a fucking broken human. Jesus like, Christ. I, I don't get how anyone could look at this show and be like, you know what? This is good and empowering that these women are like this. And it's like, the nobody should be there doing what they're doing. <laughs> Their challenges, like the women will uh, be blindfolded and all the guys will be standing like shirtless in uh-huh. a row. And then they'll have to like feel the shoulders and abs and be wow. like, this is my son when what? they're blindfolded. What? It's fucking crazy. What? Yeah. It, holy shit. Yeah. I think there are a couple more episodes left to watch, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's, it's a lot, dude. And there's some stuff that's revealed where it's like, 
as much as you want to be like, ah, oh, it's just raunchy and fun and everyone's going to be okay. It's like, there's some stuff that's revealed that's like genuinely disturbing that like harms people. Yeah. Like when one of the kids learns that his mom at one point slept with his best friend yeah. growing up. And I was Whoa. like, that's, that's such a betrayal. Like that's so inappropriate on so many levels. Yeah. Like uh, you really feel for this guy who proceeds to get fucking wasted and swims around butt ass naked in a pool. How do and you... he's crying and like his mom's crying and he's like saying stuff that doesn't make any sense. And then at one point I think he's just like talking to the camera crew. Like he's, <laughs> he's so fucked up about things. Like it's disturbing. How do you bounce back from that? That's crazy. <sighs> That's tough. Who do you think is having more fun on this show? The, the sons or the moms? Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I guess it's gotta be the moms. Yeah. But it's funny. Cause like, yeah, as much as this show claims to be like, oh, this is a different dynamic. It's still just the same dumb dating shit right. of a lot of reality TV shows yes. where it's like, there's a love triangle and somebody's leading somebody on. Uh-huh, and like, uh-huh. these people go on a date and then they don't have chemistry. It's like, it's all kind of the same shit that we've already seen a million times just with a disturbing twist. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, man. Are there a lot of like uh, age gap converse- type conversations? uh yeah no they definitely do address it a lot of times but seemingly does not deter anyone (laughs) uh it should i was also thinking imagine swapping the genders where it's like dilf island and like 55 year old dudes dating 20 year old women it's like everybody involved in that show would go directly to jail yes but somehow this version is like oh well it's not okay i think it's been pretty universally criticized yeah uh by every publication yes tlc universally panned yeah it, it, well panned. at this point i'm so invested i gotta know what happened <laughs> but yeah dude what if a mom literally just fucked her son on that show dude i still haven't seen all of it i don't know <laughs> I... do you think anyone would bat an eye <laughs> uh the way some of it's going i'm like i don't even know anymore <laughs> i don't fucking know yeah truly a, a lost generation all all people involved all both generations involved yeah are the lost generation yeah and yeah. it's so funny when some of the women are like i just have to see what god has planned for me like on this island it's like god has not planned anything like wow. you're not on milf manor because god is steering your life right 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 yeah the devil is in in charge right now i can't imagine this is part of god's plan no uh, it's not part of Drake's God's plan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's this uh, was not written. No, <laughs> but much like Drake said, nothing was the same. Yes, no. <laughs> yeah, so I'm watching this shit so you guys don't have to. Yeah, thank you. But I I was talking a bit with uh, Nick, friend of the show, and he's like, this is like a physically painful show to watch. He's like, wow. this feels evil. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a product of the devil. It does seem like everyone on that show is like in venom full venom mode right yeah yeah and it's just like yeah there's so many broken dynamics at play yeah so Friend, like there's a friendship lot of, there's a lot of parental yeah although i will one funny part is one of the kids uh gabriel he's very like zoomer fashion like the pearl necklaces and like the crop tops right. and leather jackets and like striped tight sleeves and there's so many scenes where like stuff is happening in the foreground and then they cut to him and he's just wearing like the wildest shit you've ever <laughs> seen like smoking a cigarette at like a dinner table 
And there's one thing where people are arguing in the foreground and they cut to him. He's dressed like Hunter S. Thompson with like <laughs> big orange glasses and like a safari hat. Of course he is. And course. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? Gabe. Yeah. Shouts out to Gabriel. He's uh he's a wild one. Yeah, man. So that's me. <laughs> what have you been up to? Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've been listening to some music. Um, You've was... been studying some maps to find out where Texas is. <laughs> <laughs> I need to review. Um, I need. I've. Uh, I listened to a new Shushu album. Oh, I've yet to listen. It's kind of whack, dude. Mm. It sounds like a like OST, like instrumental mm. for some horror movie, basically. Oh, like okay. It's very. Not very lyric heavy, but it's not like an OST. It's just a regular, no regular thing. But it really sounds like an OST. Mm. Like there's not a lot of lyrics. It's just not a lot of like rhythms. Mm. It's just a lot of ambient noise, creepy ambient noise. <laughs> it's not great. Huh. Um, I listened to uh the 1975, like their newest album. Are are you aware of the hot water that their frontman Matt Healy is in for no. his uh, podcast appearance on the Adam Friedland show, which no. is like rebranded Come Town? Uh, no, I, I'm not. So I haven't seen it, but apparently he made a lot of like off color jokes that his fan base on Twitter, uh, primarily young women, they're uh, having a lot of trouble seeing him in this light. Yo, is he I, a podcast, bro? Well, yeah, he also went on the Brett Easton Ellis show, which I have that downloaded. Oh, he's shit. addicted to being on podcasts. Yeah, he was formerly addicted to heroin. Now podcasts <laughs> are his heroin. <laughs> no, I, I want to see his podcast appearances. Um, but yeah, I was seeing tweets that are like, I haven't even been able to stomach listening to the Matt Healy interview, but just what I'm seeing online is making me feel ill. Whoa. I, I gotta listen like, to this. I'm gonna, I might listen to this. I, I feel like with that setup, maybe we'll be disappointed if it's like not actually that radical. Yeah, totally. I think he was just having a laugh. Probably, yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, you know the 1975 song Robbers? Yes. Yeah, that's like the goat music video. It is the that goat music rules. video. Yeah, goat song too. That that video hit, and Tumblr was never the same afterwards. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. I discovered that song when we were in Italy, actually. Oh, cool. And I like listened to it on repeat. Nice. Yeah. I, I think I kind of remember that actually. So sick. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was a good album. Uh, their most recent album that I missed. Uh, like late 2022, I think. Mm. Uh, the newest Nas album too. Oh, okay. I was listening King's Disease. Yeah, I, yeah. I already referenced. <laughs> Very sick. Uh, and in terms of shows, the the Murdoch show is pretty. Yeah, good that I was watching on Netflix. Yeah, that was sick. The Oxy Boat Murder show. The Oxy Boat Murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, that's about it. Is that it? Is that? Yeah, it? I I think we should call it. Nice. <laughs> time of death, 6.42 p.m. All right. Yeah, daylight savings time is kicking my ass, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, a little bit. We need a break. We, we truly need a break. We've been grinding like a student athlete. Have yeah. I have I shown you the memes <laughs> where it's like tweets from student athletes being like, I grind, you sleep, prayer hand emoji, fire <laughs> emoji. I grind so you don't have to. Yeah, it's very funny the way they like act like they're the only people who have ever worked hard right like we need them in any capacity yeah. which we don't salute the student athletes sports is not art i mean we're podcasters saying that other people are not needed <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> i mean glass houses and everything <laughs> all right man we should call it here we're about to go have some food so yes it's been a pleasure that is it for how original season one season two will be commencing soon yeah uh stay loyal we're gonna come back recharged refreshed whole new set of films for you guys harder better faster stronger yes 
bigger and blacker. Debatable. (laughs) (laughs) But we will be back. So, yeah. Hang in there, guys. (laughs) All right. Bye. This is our bye. Bye. The longest bye. The long goodbye. (laughs) The long goodbye. (laughs) Oh.